in the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, the Bible states that place. so then faith cometh by hearing and, and hearing by the word of God. Awesome I pray that you are Come blessed by God. what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Stay blessed. Hide me from the rain. Welcome to our first relationship seminar for 2021. Last year, did we do one? We didn't. Last year, by this time, we were having Easter jams. <laughs> Interesting. Hallelujah. I, by God's grace, I have three of the previous... But I, I noticed that we didn't do some in June. Eh. Because I noticed that I have a note. Relationship seminar. 0603-2020. Eh. It means I prepared notes, but I didn't do. Because the things here are powerful. Power. I was just reading through. I was going to do podcasting. So I prepared this for podcast and the cast didn't port. Interesting. Now, before we do anything, I, I like to say something. It's a preamble to every relationship seminar I hold. Okay. If you are seated here or you are watching us live on Facebook or listening to us on Beam, pay attention. This information that is about to be disseminated is for members of God's household. The principles work for people who are born of God and therefore live under the rules of God. This is not principles that work for every human being. Do you understand me? What I am going to say does not work for every culture. It works for the culture of the kingdom of God. It doesn't work for the ever culture. Neither does it work for the uh, frafra culture. It doesn't work for the girl culture. It doesn't work for people who are deeply uh, enrooted or entrenched in their tribalistic mindsets. Neither does it work for people who are entrenched in telenovela mindsets. It doesn't work for Ghanaians who want to behave like Just that I've never watched any of so I don't know the names of those Indians. Praga or... Uh, I've, 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 I've worked with Indians before. I know some of their names is Kumar. And all those things. And Raj. It doesn't work for people who watch... Uh, what's the other telenovela? The Spanish telenovelas. It, if you are not called Bebeto, <laughs> your name is Kwame Amponsa. Hey! Your name is Valentine. Kwame Amponsa Bedito. You don't have a hacienda. 
Your name is Ajimai. Your name is not Jose Miguel. You cannot try and behave like what are some of the names of the girls, the ladies? Esmeralda, Rosalinda, what? Guana or Sawana. Stop! Isora. I remember Isora because of my mother. Stop trying to convert Kofi Menu to El Salvador. Those people who are acting those telenovelas, their physical life is a far cry from what they are acting. Do you hear me? Go to Hollywood. Count all the people you consider as stars, those useless stars. Only few of them, maybe one or two of them, have been able to sustain marriage for five years. Do you hear me? So, when we gather like this, the first thing I want you to pick, because the things I'm going to say, if you are not under the influence of the Holy Spirit and under the culture of God, it's going to sound boring and unrealistic. Do you understand me? There are some of you, your homes, where you come from, the reality is that when you wake up in the morning, there is breakfast by 8 a.m. And then by 11, 12, 1, lunch is served. And then by 4, 35, 6, dinner is served. You sit beside the dining table with cutlery. When you are there, people will be eating and then they sip on the water. And there is even dessert afterwards. For some of us, the reality is that when we wake up, it is around 3 p.m. that we remember there is something called food. And so when you come to our homes, the dining table has become an ingugusaka table. How many witnesses do I have here? Some of you, when I come to your dining table, that's where they, your, your worst dresses, you pack them. Some of you, it is the place for your children's toys. But some people, too, that is everything that's super pepe. Everybody's reality is different. And so I am saying that the realities that govern the household of God is different. So what I'm going to say are the things that the kingdom of God and its citizenship are supposed to subscribe to as prescribed by the king of the kingdom. So I am not going to say anything that is from that appeals to you from any counselor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am not here to promote temperament. Hallelujah. Neither am I here to promote a certain stereotypical mindset being promoted by Beijing Conference. 
Neither will I promote any foolish mindset from any chauvinistic mindset and Machiavellian mindset. No. I am not coming to bring to you the mindset of America. Where a gentleman is defined by how he opens a door for a girl. What is wrong with your hands? Did you read that an Abraham lifted Sarah and put her on the donkey while they were moving? What kind of fever is that? That fever will be cured not by chloroquine or artesanate amodiaquine. It will be cured by Ephesians chapter 5. Verse Ninina. Are you here? Do you like my preamble? Do you still want to hear? Uh huh. I want us to read two scriptures before I go into this. I'm going to give some scenarios. I'll read some few things and then I'll start. I want to touch on different kinds of relationship and certain things that you must do for the single that is looking for the single that is not looking for the courting and for the one that is looking forward to marry and then the one who is married. Is it a good plan? And then I'll take your questions. And then we will celebrate my wife. And then I'll see whether among the damsels I'll get one for Prophet Robin. Do you want to be unsingled? Perhaps Rob. He's pretending as if he's busy and he's in a spirit and he's catching. Oh, Hallelujah. The first scripture I want us to read is a long scripture. I want somebody to take a microphone and help me out. We're reading the entire book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a so woman. So it seems as if the Corinthian church wrote a letter to their founder, Apostle Paul, asking questions about relationships and marriage and things. Because Corinth was a, was a Gentile world that had accepted Christ. Praise the Lord. And they needed to know what prevails. And I like in particular how Paul approached this. There were times he spoke and you say, this one is not God speaking. This is me. This is my instruction as uh, a leader in God's house. Right? And some of the things I'll say are my opinions based on what I have studied and I've seen. And I'll let you know my opinion. But most of the time, I'm not going to touch my opinion. I want, I'm, I've most of the things I've written are things that were dictated to me by the Spirit of the Lord. And that's what I'm going to say them. For instance, I know many places they teach you when you're going to marry, they will teach you 
a lot about temperament, sanguine. And somebody told us some few days, months ago, that it is what? Your spiritual DNA. Okay. And when the, 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 the professor said that, the Holy Spirit just reminded me that, have you seen that I told you that it's a demon? That is why these people who have studied it scientifically even are saying that it is your spiritual DNA because it's a spirit. But I didn't put it there. It is the state of the fallen nature given by Satan. The only nature God gave you is his spirit. So he tells you, you did not receive any sort of fear from the Lord, but of sound mind, of power and of love. Anything else you receive, that is, does not look like the Holy Spirit. No matter how they study it and they, they do tests and it fits into their pattern, it does not make it mean that it's of God. Do you understand me? And I'll tell you the truth, point blank. I don't care the scientific evidence they have back in them. Temperament is satanic. It's not of God. Don't subscribe. You are not sanguine. You are not. Does that mean that we are all the same? No, we are not the same. Behavior is learned and you can unlearn it. Responses to the issues of life is something you pick up. That If it, it cannot be unlearned, the scriptures will not tell you that be transformed by the so your everything that you go through how you respond how you is a mental issue it is the the place how you have set your mind that's why we call it mindset how you set it to look at things the lens through which you see things some of you see things things through tribalistic means some of you see things through a past experiences or parental experiences, the examples you have from your parents. For instance, if I grew up and I never saw my age upon hug my Daviesi and give her a peg here, it may be ingrained in my mind that no, ladies don't need that. Do you understand me? But that is foolishness. So there are some of you ladies here to say I love you. When a guy tells you I love you, you say thank you. And then they may buy a pan. Some guys who to say I love you is more painful than removing hair from your nose. Like the cartoon that the wife asked, you never tell me you love me. He said, I told you I love you in front of the pastor the day we were getting married. If the status change, I'll let you know. Wow. Hallelujah. So pay attention to what we are reading, okay? And, and pick the mindset well. Also, let's go. Verse 2. Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife. And let each woman have her own husband. Because of what? Sexual immorality. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Verse 3. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. And likewise also the wife to her husband. Verse 4. The Husbands are supposed to render affection. Write it down. 
Wives are supposed to render what? To husband. Husband must render affection. The reason why I want you to write it down is that what is affection to you? It's because some of you in your single state, you are building barrenness. You are hardening your heart against affection. Some of you, when somebody does something good to, to, to express part of affection is saying thank you. It's an expression of an affection. But some of you have become continualistic. You have a certain sense of entitlement that when somebody does something for you, you think that it is a person's duty. So saying thank you, one can't die. Like uh, this Chinese girl. Hallelujah. You are going to render. You will not learn it when you get there. You learn it before you get there. So it is part of the things that you must look out for as a single person. Because some of you, you don't deserve to be married. Oh yes. It's not a case. You are difficult. You are... Some of you, you are just impossible. You are just impossible. If you think I'm lying, check your relationship with your mother. Your mother is always complaining. Your relationship with your siblings... Check it. We in the Kowari. Let me ask you a question. The ladies, if you're a lady, see it in the opposite way. If you're a guy, see it in the opposite way. Imagine there is the opposite sex of you. Same mindset. Same character. Same responses. Will you marry that person? The person looks like you, wow. thinks like you. In fact, your replica, but in the opposite sex. I like the way you are taking your eyes away, so I'm coming to you. Will you marry you? Sure. You say yes to, pro- but you can say, Radi, my mistake. Is that not so? So when you read scriptures like that, first ask yourself, hey, what is affection? How do you render it? Do I know how to render affection? As a single person, what have I been doing? Do I know how to be kind? Have I been kind? Some of you don't like to be touched. Yeah. A couple to my office recently. Trouble. I was telling them. I was telling them. the, The lady. When your husband comes back from work and he's sitting now, go and sit down and put your head on his lap. Then the, the, the lady looked at me with lit eyes and said, then turn to the husband. <laughs> when when, when he, she did like this, then the, the husband was like, Fio. Then the man, the man was like, Sir, she's too annoying sometimes. I said, I asked, so do you want her 
to go and put her head on another man. If you see her being that lovey-dovey with another man, will he pay you? He was quiet. I said, you are just impossible. Why do you marry if you know you don't want to be touched? Leave somebody's daughter alone! Me, I don't like to be touched. I don't like it. Then stay alone. My money is my money. Her money, stay alone. Stay alone. I like the way you are quiet looking at me. Also, for, let's read. Verse 3. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. Verse 4. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Boom, dadwa. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over her over his own body. Repeat the verse again. Verse 4. The, the fact that you are the head does not mean that you are the only one who has authority. The, your wife, your wife is going to have all over all authority over your body. So you cannot grow pot belly and the woman will say, Master, stop it. And you say, Master, I'm the head. She has authority over your body. Why you think I'm here to bash girls and leave men? Wait until I do the, the gender alone. When I meet guys alone. You will hear things. How I'm going to drill you people, self? Because I am determined not to pastor over any rot. Do you hear me? Read it loud and clear. If you have a Bible, it's there. Highlight it and make it your mindset. That as I'm going to get into marriage, this girl, he's going to have authority. Am I sure I want to submit myself, my body to this girl? When I do some haircut, my wife will say, haircut to fatal. When she does a hair, I say, me too, I don't like permit. Then she say, will you pay for that? I say, I will pay. Go and change it. You cannot wear do insufficient dressing and tell me I'm dressing for myself. You are not dressing for yourself. I have authority over your body. I determine what you wear. You will not wear obey the wind. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Parachute. Give me fun. <laughs> you are saying, uh, when you wear dress, then when the wind is blowing, you have to be walking like this. But I have a question to ask. It's not, it's not a part of the disembowelment. The ladies, why do you wear shoes that will make you be walking like this?
Apostle, when they were getting the fruit on the tree, in the garden, they had to... <laughs> Rabbi has given me the answer. Is that when you were plugging the, the, the fruit from the tree up to... So let's read. If I don't read, I will not preach what I have to preach. Verse 4. Let's go. The wife does not. Okay, verse 5. No, Apostle said I should read verse 4 again. <laughs> the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. This is a mindset you are going, you must have before you enter any relationship. That this person, because once you enter into the covenant of marriage, you cannot change it. That's why in a certain relationship, I said, the submission that is given, men are not excluded. You are also going there to submit. Because there are some of you guys, you don't listen to instructions. You don't take counsel from anybody. You don't have authority over your own body. The day you get married, you've lost it. That's why I call this thing shackles. But you see it more. Let's go. And likewise, the husbands does not have the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Verse five. Do not deprive one another, except with consent for a time, that you may give yourself to fast. This one is talking about sex in marriage. Let's go. And come together again, so that Satan does not tempt you mm-hmm. because of your lack of self-control. Mm-hmm. Verse six. But I say this. As a concession, mm-hmm. not as a commandment. Uh-huh. Let me explain it small. So Paul is saying that this person, the only time that you can deny yourself from each other in terms of sex as a married couple is when you agree that, oh, I want to do some dry fast for the next seven days or 40 days or 21 days. So, because of that, I want to dedicate myself to God. So, no sex. It has to be agreement. Then he added, this one is a concession, not a commandment. In other words, when you go and tell your husband, husband, for the next 21 days, I'm unavailable, and the husband says no. It means do your fast, but a so life. It means that don't come and quote the scripture. That Paul, the Bible says that I can I, No, he said it's not a command. It's a concession. So that joke that went through Facebook, where the man was counting, my head is paining me 28 times. Sweet, have you gone to see him? Have you gone to see him? Please. Oh yeah. Rush there. It's more important than this one. I beg you. I know it's your birthday. You want to hear me speak, but disappear and go there. Call him. Call him and go there quickly. All right. You need to understand the language that is being spoken. So that you don't misquote scriptures and misapply them. And behave like that woman who gave so many reasons. I am not in the mood. 50 times. My head is paining me. 12 times. 
Is that all you think about? 15 times. What, what do you want me to think about? Eh? When you are going to get married, what are you thinking about? Read for me. Verse 7. <laughs> Robert is taking apple, apple, yeah. apple. <laughs> Verse 7. For I wish that all men were even as myself. Mm-hmm. But each one has his own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that. Paul was a single person. He said, I wish that all men were like me. In other words, nobody is married, getting married. But he said, but it's not like that. Life is not like that. Everybody has the gift God has given to him. Some people came to this world, they will never marry. And I want to address this because some time ago, my wife addressed this thing in one fire camp and some people took it and started insulting her everywhere. Not everybody will marry. And not everybody has married. There are people who lived and died and didn't marry, even though they wanted to marry. Yeah. Like the woman who came to see me getting to a sister and no man has said sister gay before. Do you understand me? Some of you ladies, I'm sure I have ladies here who have never been proposed to before by a guy or don't have, I don't have anybody like that. They're online. Online people. And I'm sure there are probably some guys here who have never approached any lady before. Wow. Is that not so? Yeah. You are the reason why the girls have not been approached. Yeah. As for your idea, he approached all the, yeah. the cocoa sellers, the watcher sellers, yeah. the people that she, she can be carrying my wood to. Man of God, let's go. Verse 8. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. Verse 9. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. A wife is not to depart from her husband. Verse 11. But even, but even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. I, I, I wish I could just keep quiet so that he reads through, but I want to touch on some key areas which I may not have time to touch on when I start the actual presentation okay he's talking about divorce here god hates divorce do you understand me some of you enter into a, a relationship with a mindset of let me try and see if it works fine if it doesn't work out divorce because in the key culture they would say through our rejaya unya our so that's why i say that we are not doing culture here god hates divorce in christianity we don't date we court for marriage 
in Christianity, in the household of God, we don't do trial and error. It's not as if, oh, let me see if Anna is my taste or we are compatible. Hear this. This is a new badge. Most of the relationship seminars I've done, I, I didn't see most of you here. Okay, only some few people have really sat in my relationship. Now. So let me repeat some things that I used to repeat. Okay, hear me. Number one, your compatibility is not determined during courtship. Your compatibility is discovered during courtship. And it is worked on. Do you understand me? When you buy, when you buy a fan and you are fixing, there are some bolts and nuts in some few places. If you fix the wrong bolt and nut in there, you see that it will not do well. That is what introduces the initial quarrels in your relationship for the first time. And often than not, your first quarrel, your first disagreement is what brings the cultural shock and then the two of you take a step back and go like, ah, I thought this beautiful girl on Tanda. <laughs> you were not expecting that. Eh? Somebody said, I didn't think ladies flatunate. Whatever goes in must come out. You breathe in air. That's why there is an inlet and there's an outlet. So you see how she paralyzed she's dressed. If you know the sound she makes when she is comfortably alone. Like how you are looking at me, la. <laughs> I don't like how she's looking at me. I said she's looking at me tomorrow. on you. Or can you see Christine, la? Or say market, no? There are things that you should never accept, even though it is like. Uh, an entrenched mindset across board. Do you understand me? In this kingdom, it's different. Most people break up in a relationship because they say, we are not compatible. The day God approved of it, it means that God says it is compatible. But two cannot work together except they be agreed. I will address it well. The journey of courtship, okay, is where the compatibility takes place. It is in a friction. Everything that you are putting together, there is friction. That is why car engines need oil. Even though everything is compatibly fixed, because of movement, if you don't put oil there to grease the where touch, things touch, there's going to be heat. And when there is heat, there's going to be fire. And fire will burn you. The oil that greases relationship is the word of God. 
apply it, you see that there's compatibility. Even you, you are compatible with yourself. Even you. You don't understand me. When you want to take a decision, do you just take it? Inside one part of you say yes, another part says no. There is no two demons. Uh, no angel is not here and demon is not here. It's all you. It's all you. Also, for reading, let's go. Verse twelve. It's four. Wow. But to the rest, not the Lord. But to the rest, I not sorry. But to the rest. But to the rest, I, not the Lord, mm-hmm. say. say. So he's saying that what I'm about to say, this is not God saying. This is me talking. The first, the first one he said, this is God's mind. But what is following, I am making, Paul said, I am making my own uh, uh, concessions here. Let's go. If any brother has a wife uh-huh. who does not believe. Somebody has asked me this question before. Get your answer. Let's go. And she is willing to live with him. Mm-hmm. Let him not divorce her. Mm-hmm. In other words, you met a girl, you met a guy. Before you became a Christian. Or before the two. Uh, and you have become a Christian. And the guy has not given his life to Christ. And especially you are married. Okay. And now you've noticed that. Mm, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. That scripture does not mean go and divorce. That's what he is saying. He said, I am saying this, not but I think that as an authority in the house of God, God does not expect you to divorce the unbelieving wife or the unbelieving husband. And what if we are not mine, but we are courting? And I have become a Christian. And the person still goes to night club and everything and everything. What should I do? What will you do? Simple. Simple. Have a heart-to-heart conversation with the person. That this is where I am going. And where I am going, okay, I've given my life to Christ. As, as a matter of fact, Jesus is more important than you. Oh, you can't say that. Jesus is not important than you. No, 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 wait. I told you that what I'm going to tell you doesn't work for unbelievers. It, I'm talking to God's children. If God is not more important than that boy, that girl, please, you are not born again. I don't care. I don't the way you are. Please, are you receiving it? I'm not giving you my opinion, no. This is not my opinion, no. Eh, I am a Christian and a Muslim brother who loves me. She does he doesn't you should meet him. He's such a nice, sweet guy. He has even told me that I can go to church. It doesn't matter. You still remain his Muslim. In fact, he said, go Muslim. The answer is no. And these religious people, it's not a matter of religion. 
It's a matter of producing godly seeds or producing ungodly seeds. You will see it right now. And if you yield your body to produce ungodly seeds, God will punish you. Not me. It is in your Bible. Let me tell you. Aside what the extreme grace preachers teach you, there are a lot of laws in the New Testament. More deadly. Do you hear me? Don't joke with God. You can marry the Muslim and you have a very beautiful life according to the standard of men. But you will have a very terrible beauty because you won't go to heaven. Eh, what if I go to church, I pay my time, I do everything. And are you saying that I don't? Yes, you won't. I'm not the one who is in your Bible. Because the spirit of disobedience is working in you. You disobey the direct order. And the Bible says, no disobedient person will inherit the kingdom. It's simple. Hey, this God. Why is he like that? Because he's the father of the house. And if you stay under his roof, you obey his voice. Simple. Hmm? I don't I like the way you are quiet. Kwesi David. What? Also, for let's go. Why am I wasting time on this? That's 14. Let's go. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. So, this is wife, not courting stage. Husband and wife. You can't divorce. But if it is a courtship stage, you first of all seek counsel from your pastor. We will guide you. Most of the time, the people who that you are that person probably also loves you and does not want to break up simply because you have but he has not been introduced to the love of god to make a decision into christianity yet so i tell people don't make a rash decision that because i've become born again uh, let me break up so that i'll be free. wait wait now talk to the person tell the person christ is more important i'm going to follow his ways i want to be righteous if we were not born again, we're having indiscriminate sex. Now, I've come to understand that sex before marriage is called fornication. And the Bible says no fornicator will inherit the kingdom. I want to inherit the kingdom. So, ambassador life view. Eh, how can I be in a relationship and not have sex? What, what kind of life is that? He said, this is the life that God demands. If you give him your life, he'll give you the power. You too, you become... You can do it. Eh. My last one. Somebody came to my office. I said. When I was talking to her, I said, when you were coming to me, you went to have sex before you came. 
Kasi. Then I asked her, should I tell you the three skills you G? I said all that and more. Then I said, today is the last time you are having sex whilst not married. Hey! Not even once a week. I said, married couple cry. Prescription. Hey! My couple cry. Yo, boy, you my dear. If you are like that, repent, okay? Say, I'm repenting. Yes, we are sorry. Ain't you be your baby? Repent, what's it? I don't know how many names are. You didn't sign up for this kind of relationship seminar, huh? Means that to you, where can Bible? How to be romantic? That one is at the last, it's the dessert. I, will, I, 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 I brought fire to purge you first. I'm about to teach you how to wash your pants and your boxer well. Wow. Wow. Read and let's go. Otherwise, your children will be unclean. Read it again. Read okay. it again. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, uh -huh. and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, your children will be unclean. Otherwise, what will happen? Your children will Paul be Paul mentions it. Malachi mentioned it in the book of Malachi chapter 2. Paul mentions it again. Anytime you, you force yourself to marry somebody who is not believing, who has not received the word of God, your children are unsanctified. Your cho in other words, your children are ungodly. They are called what the Bible terms as ungodly seeds. And un an ungodly seed is the seed of the devil. It means that those children, they belong to Satan. Whatever they do, they belong to Satan. Satan can use them for armed robbery, for killing, stealing, destruction, for all manner of things. It is that serious. Fellow human being, no. you gave your life to Christ. He has not. He gives birth. So you yield your body to the person. The Satan takes her. Because the spirit living in that person is Satan's spirit. So you have sex with Satan's son. And you gave your womb for Satan to deposit his seed and to give birth to a seed. You have become an enemy of God's kingdom. It is that serious. So you understand why the Bible tells you don't do it.
It's a kingdom against kingdom matter. This is not a religious matter. That's why I told you that what I'm about to say is not about human culture. It's not popular opinion. I'm telling you things that are in the Bible. Things that pertain to the household of God. You probably have not heard it like that before. I know. But it's there. Glare. These are truths that governs life as a citizen person in God's kingdom. Do you understand me? In the kingdom, there are many perspectives. There is a being born again side. There is the rules of the kingdom. There is spiritual matters. There are many things. How to advance in the kingdom. What, what accounts for productivity. What, what accounts for success. In every area, the book of Ephesians does that. You see Paul addressing parents, addressing children, addressing slaves, addressing masters, addressing different aspects of the Christian life. Then he addresses warfare. He starts by addressing who we used to be and what Jesus, God has done to us, for us through Christ Jesus. Then he tells us the giftings that have been given to us for our equipping. Then he tells us in the, in the chapter 4 from verse 17 going, not to walk as, not to live as the other people because our culture has changed. He says, Don't, do not walk like the, the Gentiles in the futility of their mindset. Who have their understanding darkened. Do you understand me? So I am telling you the mindset of light. Are you here with me? I will show you how we approach or, and how we choose a spouse to court in the kingdom. We don't approach somebody and say, I have feelings for you. Which of the feelings? Is it hunger? Is it, is it last? As a normal human being, you see a beautiful girl, okay? Your hormones will speak to want to have sex with her. That is, we don't stand on that and say, I have feelings for you, so let's date. That is foolishness. It's called infatuation. And infatuation has nothing to do with love. It's like hunger. You see somebody's food, you have an appetite for the food. It doesn't mean go and put your hand and eat. It's not your food. These are pre- preams, basic, basic things I want you to know. It's not part of what I've written here. Why are you quiet all of a sudden? Is it good you came? But now they are holy. Verse 15. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. If the unbeliever departs, let him. If that boyfriend who says, hey, if Jesus is more important than me, then I'm going. Let him. Let him. If bad man wants to fly, let him. Fly away, Peter. Easy does it. Let's go. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. You are not an obligation. Don't be tied emotionally. Oh, I love him. He's a good guy. Oh, Father, won't you just change him? 
We don't marry human beings. We marry God's purpose. Hey, what do you mean by that? Can pimples give birth? Yes. Let's go. But God has called us to peace. Verse 16. For how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? You get a pattern how he's going. Let's go quickly. Verse 17. But as God has distributed to each one, as the Lord has called each one, so let him walk. And so I ordain in all the churches. Verse 18. Was anyone called while circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Was anyone called while un uncircumcised? Let him not become circumcised. Circumcision Continue. is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. But keeping the commandment of God These is are all what heavy matters. stuff that if I want to go into it, it will still be eating into my time and by the time it will be 6 o'clock and I have not touched my time. So I don't want to talk on everything, okay? I know that some of you see clarity into these things, but I will, uh, as, we, as we, we, we live later in life, I will explain to you, okay? Or the Holy Spirit himself will explain to you, all right? I want us to attend to the substantive matter for today. Let's go quickly. Verse 20. Let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. Verse 21. Were you called wild a slave? Forgive my language. Forgive me. I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. It may sound very vulgar in your ear, but I have to say it. What he is saying is that if you are a lady and you marry and you find out that in marriage the man is cut don't force him to go and do circumcision. That's what Paul is saying. <laughs> you marry, you see that the person is not circumcised. This marriage will never be consummated. Some people have made them their face straight and they don't want to smile, they don't want to as if what <laughs> God love he's put the, the face mask up to here and he is not shaking the eye for me to see that. Let's go. Do not be concerned about it, but if you can be made free, rather use it. Verse 22. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freed man. Likewise, he who is called while free is Christ's slave. Verse 23. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Verse 24, brethren, let each one remain with God in, in that state in which he was called. 
Verse 25. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. Verse 26. I suppose therefore that this is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Verse 27. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife. Verse 28. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh. But I will spare you. Let me, let me address this once more. Paul says, it is good that not to marry. God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Paul said, it's not God's commandment I'm going to say. This is my own commandment. It is good to be like me. Because when you are like me, you have no responsibility to anybody. Nobody controls your body except God, the Lord Jesus. Then he said, I have found out as a man of God that he who marries will have trouble. Pay attention to verse 28 because I'm going to go into one verse in Proverbs 14, verse 4. And then I will compare and then I'll start my submission from there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said it is good not to marry for any virgin who marries has not sinned. But get ready. The troubles you have never dreamt of will come. After all the pomp and pageantry of the wedding and you go home in one man time, you will notice that your salary is not for you alone. You will notice that some time ago, when you get a salary, you go to the boys, boys, sales bridge, you go and sit down. You open some bottles, watch some before you go home. Hey, where are you? Why are you not home yet? I remember when I got married. The first week, I, I, I was so uncomfortable. I said, what is this? Because I sleep on the bed diagonal. And I roll as I please. And something began to happen. It used to annoy me until I noticed that it is popular amongst every married home. And I started seeing even jokes on it on the internet. Give me the Bible, let me explain. Some people are, don't know. Let's say this is the bed. This is the bed. This is the bed. You see, this is the middle of the bed. Okay. The woman's space is here. This is your space. In your mind. (laughs) 
Have you seen how small Esasina is? Esasina, stand up, let them see you. You see that designer body she has? You will think that this part, this side alone is enough for her. In your mind. She will come and sleep here. This is your space, so she'll come and sleep, and you'll be lying on this edge, this part of the bed. And then she's very close, and she'll tell you, push. <laughs> One day, she said, I shouldn't hear you say, for example, but let me use her. She said, push. I said, to the floor. I said, look. So all that sp- who is lying there? Your forefathers. A tribe called Push. I'm married, but you do it to me. Pele, Pele. So you encounter these things. You will encounter these things. And then you say, What kind of trouble is that? They will earn money. Either the same or more. And most of them, you probably have agreed how you use uh, finances. They will hide their... So you go through financial troubles. You go through emotional troubles. You go through mental troubles. And it is worse amongst you students. You see a brilliant girl doing well in school. Then you say, I have started a relationship. All of a sudden, the time she must study and do her project work, she is in a boy's hostel cooking for him. Home services. Washing for him. So I I know somebody who was always cooking for the guy, washing for her, for for him. Today she is not married. The guy is living and working in the UK. Didn't you? When Prophet Odo was screaming, "Tear, we don't cook for a man when we are caught. We don't wash." You didn't hear. Guys, if you are here and you are putting your girlfriend whom you are caught in in that thing, stop it before heaven slaps you. Be the reason why she will even do better. One will chase out a thousand, two shall chase out a thousand. If you have come into her life and her academics is coming down, you are a problem. If a lady comes into your life and the value of her life is going down, you are a useless entity. Because men are cultivators. We add. 
women multiply, but we add. We add value. They multiply results. So, add value to her. She will give you an exponential multiplication. Do you hear? And if you are a guy here and you are afraid of a successful woman, you are, you are a foolish boy. But your assignment in her life is to destroy the foolishness. And, and that is another trouble because no foolish girl wants to change. They resist change. You tell a foolish girl, we don't speak like that. We don't operate like this. Why are you looking at me like that? Didn't you hear Job telling the wife, you speak like one, one, not all, one of the foolish women. It means there are many foolish women and you are speaking exactly like one of them. There is a foolish woman, there is a strange woman, there is a harlot woman. There is a man devoid of understanding. There is a foolish man. Today we will not tackle them. But I just want to address some few things. This is not even part of it. This is just preamble. Let's go. Verse 8, verse 19. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. So that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they had none. Verse 30. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. Verse 31. And those who use this world as not misusing it. For the form of this world is passing away. 32. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. How he may please the Lord. Pay attention to this one too. Let's go. Verse 32. Mm-hmm. But I want... Verse 32. We should pay attention. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. He who is unmarried, please pay attention to this one. This goes for the single thing. And when I start it, I will address it. Okay. Let me just address it once and for all so that I don't need to come back. If you are a single person, one of the things you should be doing whilst you are preparing for a relationship is to ensure that you care for only the things of God. He who is unmarried cares for the things of God how that he may please the Lord. So as a single person, remember that number one, you are married to God. In your single state is where you find your identity. Because most of you here, you have lists. I want to meet Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright. Your single time, make yourself Mr. Wright. And stop worrying about meeting, meeting, meeting Mr. Mrs. Wright. Because if you make yourself right, you will meet the right person. During single, when you are single, that is not where you have to pray, Father. Who is my husband? Who is my... Somebody say, uh, man of God, I want to know who my Adam is. You are not Eve. I want to know who my Boaz is. Are you Ruth? (laughs) Apart from Ruth here. Okay. But the key thing is that he said... 
He who is unmarried, that's what? Cares for the thing. So that is where you are supposed to be dedicated to the ways of God. To care for the things of God means um, the things, the rules, the rudiment that, that governs your Christian. That's why you build capacity, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, godliness, holiness. Because let me tell you, like myself, my wife said, but when I started courting, the first time I hugged my wife and there was electricity and I didn't want to let her go, I went to my and said, hey, I am too holy to feel this. It was the first time. It was the first time I, I went to God that night. I prayed, I said, Father, you better take care away. What, what, what was that? He <laughs> <Is> said, <it> What? <laughs> I had not spent time building capacity in that area. And that's how most of you lose your virginity. As an innocent Christian, you start a relationship now, but next time you see that you're having sex because you never built, spent time building capacity in that area. And I can say with certainty that 99% of you seated here, you have that problem. A lie? Because you never go to God and say, Father, let me. So you start courtship. Brother Ojasio, Sister Ojasio. By the time you say Ojani Dum. Then you start noticing age. So now you see that every day your prayers, forgive me, 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 and give me. You get me. Build the capacity. So he who is unmarried must care for the things of the Lord. That is where you build capacity. Not just in prayer. But in the practical things. In your fellowship with God. That is where you care for the how to respond. You build mental capacity, spiritual capacity, responses. You build the responsibility. How to submit, how to take response, how to do things, how to speak, how to dress. Carry so that you, you learn how to please God. Because if you don't know how to please God, you can't please a human being. Try pleasing yourself and see. You see how difficult it is. So you learn how to please God in that single state. And there are many things to do. I'll mention some as we go on. There are many things to do. One of it is what you are doing. Attending a seminar like this to be equipped. Building your educational capacity. You understand me? Finding out what, what I must do. Yes, you have many interests. But interest does not produce money. The interest must become a reality. It's good to dream. But dream only comes to pass when you wake up. And you implement it. So don't be a dreamer only. Wake up from the slumber. And put plans on paper. And begin to work things out by the counsel of God. He who is unmarried or single must build capacity. 
build capacity in prayer. So that when you marry, it's not that your husband is forcing you to pray one hour. Then you say, oh, this is not what I'm used to. I like to sleep and wake up at. Masa. Do you hear me? Stop preparing for wedding and prepare for marriage. And I want to know when in 15,000 cities. Makatra, oh yeah, where the 50,000 cities, you will sow a seed of 70,000 cities here. If you do wedding that is more than 5,000 cities, me and you will fight. And me painter, you say what? You say what? Your own is what? 30,000. You will pay a seed of 50,000. I kid you not. The family, tell the family that me, I will not officiate. And I know people, you boy, and family, and me, so I'm family, I won't come. You have money to, to waste on, uh, on food that strangers will come and eat and go. My wedding, by the time we notice, they say the food is finished. I didn't get some room. When we were going to take pictures, I saw people packing plenty of food into the, the back of their vehicle. Reverend Alan and uh, Rabinah's wedding. I was there. As I was where we were sitting. Okay, a stranger wearing t-shirt and some shorts. He was passing by. It was an open compound. Impressed by the idea like this. Then he did it himself like this. Then he walked my seat where I was the table. There was space there, so he came to sit down. Oh, did this thing will be I invited him? Every drink that they went, you took some. And you were crying that you don't have money to do wedding. Only to feed a stranger. So I Can't you live with it? Don't you need it? Even to start a business or something. Why would you want to waste, say, uh, spend 50000 to do wedding? Why? One dress that you wear only one day, twenty thousand. Who school fees? Yeah, or master's degree school fees? How much is it? I want a uh, cockroach cream. Bishop says, you burnt rice brown. <laughs> Some foolish wedding planner is just chopping your money. And you think that is what makes a successful um, marriage? He who is single must care for the things of the Lord. How he may please the Lord. Let's go. Hey, it's almost five. Let's hurry up. Verse 33. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, mm -hmm. how he may please his wife. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Verse 34. So when you get married, your agenda, one of the key responsibilities of marriage is making sure that you please your partner. It is, it, that is the deal. You are not going to marry to please yourself. So drop 
all the things that you have written about your dream husband and dream wife. That's why they exist only in your dreams. That's why they live in another nation. It's called your imagination. Let's go. Are you done? Verse 34. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, Mm -hmm. that she may be holy, both in body and in spirit. Okay. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Okay. Verse 35. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. Mm. Verse 36. But if any man thinks he is behaving improperly toward his virgin, if she is past the flower of youth, and thus it must be, let him do what he wishes. He does not sin. Let them marry. Nevertheless, he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will, and has so determined in his heart that he will not that he will keep his virgin, that's well. So then, so then he he who gives her in marriage does well. It's okay. Let's go to Proverbs fourteen four. So you get the general concept regarding marriage, interpersonal relationship in marriage, and some few key things. Okay, that's not the only part. There are other scriptures, but at least my time is going, so I want to start hitting some few things so that you benefit more. Okay, so everybody read. Everybody, one go. Where no oxen are, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Everybody, again. No, 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 only the verse 4. What is an oxen? Like a cattle, right? And they are kept in a, a what? A store place, a, a pen or something, right? Now, if you're a farmer, the Bible says that if you want to see increase in your productivity, you need oxen. Say, I need oxen. I need oxen. It's a necessity. If you want to see increase in your farm, you need because you can put a yoke on the oxen to plow your ground for you. Now, that is why you go for the oxen. So this oxen, you need them to plow your ground so that you get more increase. When you have an oxen, the work you put in, you can get 10 times from the oxen, right? So you get increase. But keeping oxen does not just produce increase. It comes with its problems. That's why I said, remember the other verse. He who marries will have problem, right? You want relationship. Relationship is meant to bring increase into your life, right? If you keep an oxen, you get increase. Much increase comes by the work of the oxen. But if you want a clean life, no problem life, don't get an oxen. 
where there is no oxen, the trough and the pen is clean because they will not dirty the place. They will not pull with the place to at the place for you to come and entertain. If you want increase and therefore you go for an oxen, you are not just getting an oxen. You are going to get oxen pool. Is somebody catching a revelation here? Are you sure? You know where I'm going. You've seen the destination there. If you are a guy, if you are a lady, and you want to see clean, you don't want any trouble with anybody, stay alone. You don't want anybody to spend your money and your time. You don't want anybody to tell you when to wash, when to go and bath. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> you would want me to preach my message and go home. If you want to see peace, nobody is spending your story with you. Nobody telling you, why did you go and buy this shoe without telling me? Why is that the whole day you have not sent me a text message? Why is it that you went to work and you went for lunch, you went out for that your colleague? Who is he to you? Why is this girl sending you hot smileys? Why are you calling this one dear? You say what? Why is that you type love you without the I? What does that mean? Why did you type I L U? What does that mean? This Valentine, if you don't hear this Valentine, what are we doing? My birthday, it is 3 p.m. Is it now that you are coming to wish me? Man of God. When it was your birthday, when the clock turned 1201. Eh? You have not put me on your status. WhatsApp status, Instagram status, TikTok status. If you don't want Ruth to tell you, when are you taking me out? We have stayed in for too long. He said, stay alone. Where no oxen are, the life is clean. 
Nobody will come and poo on your bed. You will not wake up to clean poo-poo. Why are you looking at me like that? Miss Gatti. If you don't want anybody to trouble the time you used to study, why is that every day you are studying? So me that I'm not important in your life. Let's go and study together. Me, why are you in study together? So you were traveling. You didn't tell me. You don't care about me. So you, ever since I started courting, you've not even bought credit for me. One CD. One CD. Is he an ATM? Where there is no oxen, where there is no a girl, there is no girlfriend, where there is no boyfriend, where there is no husband, where there is no wife, the trough is clean. But he who will enter a relationship will have trouble. He will want to see much increase. Therefore, go to buy an oxen. Must get ready to remove oxen poo. Every morning and every evening. Must get ready to feed the oxen in the trough. And must be ready to clean the feeding trough. That person must be ready to spend time for the well-being of the oxen. If you pray to buy a car, pray for money to buy fuel and to maintain the car. And to do roadworthy. The car must be roadworthy. In other words, the car must always be fit and befit the road, even though the road has potholes. Hmm? The journey of marriage may have potholes. Potholes that can cause miscarriage. The car must be strong and be roadworthy. Must be the pothole filled roadworthy. If you don't want to have that trouble, mind your business. What is the name of your business? Mind that business. Ponder the path of your path and walk straight. A girl greets you. God bless you, sister girl. And look forward. A guy greets you. Brother, so, so, and so. God bless you. Move forward. But if you want increase, you need that person. So if the person comes and is bring, not bringing increase, but you are tearing poo, double trouble for you. Because the person's poo that you are tearing, no, it should not be for free. It should be to see increase. You clean oxen pool because you want you are seeing increase. 
an oxygen that does not bring increase but is making you clean poo every day must be killed for food. Go and break up with that foolish girl. Go and break up with that foolish boy. That is bringing no value to your life. But is stressing you up. Some oxen pool is not worth cleaning. Are you here with me? Or you don't like my message to you? When you separate, the angels will clap for you. You will have peace. You will have peace. Don't use your age to be to addict yourself to a useless oxen. What did I say? Don't let your economic circumstance keep you in a foolish oxen relationship. Are you here? Are, are you learning? Relationships are important. They are meant to add value to your life. God designed it so. Because God looked at a man and said, as long as you are alone, the increase I want to see in the assignment I've given you, you won't see it. So I'm going to give you a suitable helper. So the woman is called what? What's the mean of the word suitable? The appropriate, the ideal, the right kind of help. Apart from woman, the only other person that has this title is the Holy Spirit. And so, and so, if you are a woman and you don't recognize the fact that you and the Holy Spirit, you stand on the same pedestal as far as a man is concerned, you are useless. When a man finds you and marries you, he has not found a good thing and you will obtain favor. Because discovering who you are helps you to actualize your value and to provide the appropriate help. That is why many people may have money and you may have a business idea, but not everybody will put their money in your business idea. You need the right help who believes in the business idea. Some people may, may look right, but they are not because they want to take buy your business out for a penny. Do you get me? So you need somebody that is ready to submit their resources to the idea you have and help you along the line to achieve it, to see the increase. Now, whilst doing that, be ready to clean the pool of the person. What is the pool? The troubles that the person comes with. The baggage. The foolishness. The inadequacies. The, 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 the weaknesses. Do you understand me? Everyone has some. Everyone. So, 
when you are doing your list for a marriage partner, stop doing that utopian kind of thing. It does not exist. There is nothing like happily ever after in the way you look at it. There is a thing like happily ever after in the way God looks at it. Do you hear me? Marriage is not a joke. Any relationship requires hard work to maintain. Have you seen that even your normal friendship, you go a step further to ensure that any awkward situation is quickly dealt with? Because you don't want your friend to see you in a negative light. You are even more careful in how you handle your normal friends than how you handle what you call relationship. Ask your neighbor why. The second question I want to ask is, why is it that you are more concerned about what your normal friends think more than what your partner thinks? Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Shall we go on? Let me ask some few questions and then I'll pick some few things and then give you some few pointers and then I'll let you ask your questions and then these are questions that, this is from where? Please, my question is, how do you move on when the person you are moving on from is still very much in your life and you don't want the person to leave anytime soon too? Who has an answer? Jessica. Uh, Jesse. So I should repeat the question. The question says, please, my question is, how do you move on when the person you are moving on from is still very much in your life and you don't want the person to to leave anytime soon. Even though everybody is seeing the folly in this question, there are many of you who find yourself in this dilemma, especially ladies. Guys too. And this is how it works. It works because most of you have not discovered what makes up who you are. You are a spirit. You have a soul. Your soul is made up of three things. And that is where the problem is. Where the three things are. Your mind or your intellect. Your emotions. And what? Your will. This is what form your soul. So your soul is the seat of your personality. Okay. Now, the mind has analyzed things. Your intellect. 
or what you call your logical aspect, has analyzed the situation and noticed that this relationship is not good. Let me let this person go. But this person found a way to meet certain emotional needs. So your mind says this is a, is this thing is not bringing value to me in the way in where I need to go. But there is a certain kind of benefit emotionally. And please keep this in your heart so that you will do well. Not just in a relationship, but even in career relationship and things. You understand me? Anything that is bent into your emotions becomes very difficult to erase. It becomes very difficult to part with. If somebody abused you as a child and they never got into your emotions, it's not a problem. Your mind may store it, but it's really not a problem. But if it was bent into the memories of your emotions, trouble day. If you get married, cry, you will bring it up in marriage. There are ladies who start a courtship or a marriage and they always say, why don't you treat me like my father used to take me out. My father used to do this for me. You are not married to your father. You are not courting your father. That gentleman also has a father. And it's not treating you the way his father treated him. Leave your father out of it. I don't have time. I would have taken you to Genesis chapter 2 and showed you the basic principles of marriage. The first principles. Leave, cleave, join. Let me just tackle one. To leave. You leave psychologically. You leave spiritually and you leave physically. If you are starting a relationship and you are not ready to leave psychologically, in other words, this is how my family used to do things. I am ready to divorce myself from how my family used to do it and form my own thing. Then you are not ready for marriage or a relationship because that guy was not there when your parents came together and formed what you are used to. That lady was not there when your parents came together and formed what you are used to. You must also leave the nest and start your own culture as per the kingdom of God. But the problem is the emotional attachment. So the mind, the the intellect has made a logically sound decision. But the emotion says nehi. There is benefit. And as long as there is conflict between the emotions and the intellect, the will cannot take a decision. Most of you do ignore these three things that make up your soul. You want to take, the will wants to make a decision. But the will is torn between the voice of your emotions and the voice of your mind or your logic. And people say, women are log- uh, emotional, guys are logical. That's a lie. It is the same, but expressed differently. In fact, I dare say men are more emotional than ladies. 
If you doubt it, check why that guy likes his mother so much. It is because, and ladies, I'm giving you a free tip here. It is because most mothers will hear their sons and open up. So you see that men can cry before their mother without mother laughing at him. And without mother making him feel that he is vulnerable and he is useless. Do you get me? Any woman that can protect the vulnerability of the man has that man wrapped around her little pinky finger forever. That is why a JSS girl can take your husband from you easily. Because that foolish small girl will take the head of your husband, put it on her small mosquito legs and be apuskeleke legs and be rubbing his tiny her tiny fingers on the something that you will never do because you are angry. And the man says, This girl cares about my emotions more than that foolish woman. Then you see, by the time you see, that girl has become madam. The people you call slave chicks and slave queens. What, what the skill that Delilah had. These sons, or sorry, daughters of Zion have decided that as for the wisdom of the serpent, they will never go for some. <laughs> Because you are too spiritually audacious. Every wise woman builds her house. Every wise woman builds her house. If you know how to handle the emotions, that person is going, even if he goes somewhere, he will come back to you. Because no better place than home. Do you hear me? When you make yourself madadia, my head is paining me, my stomach is paining me, what is going to happen is that Somebody else will provide that attention. And then the same you will come to church and be praying that Father intervene. Father is not going to intervene. Father gave you wisdom. But you say that you are too ojacious. So your oja is burning the marriage away. Learn to balance your emotions and your intellect. And you will be a very balanced human being in all your decision making. When you find yourself at the crossroads, 
where they always defer to the word of God. Let me tell you something. It works even in spiritual relationship. If you are emotionally attached to anybody, God can never reveal secrets about the person to you. If the person is a witch, God can never show you. Because you will not believe it in the first place. If you are emotionally attached to a useless oxen in the form of a, a foolish man or a foolish girl, because of your emotion, you will never... All your friends will be... You go like, oh, he's a good person. No? He's just like, just a small flaw, but he's a good person. Ujimi, you know. Are you here with me? So learn to deal with this. So this person who asks this question, this is the problem. The person's emotions have been touched a certain way. And some of you, yeah, I don't have time. I thought I had time, power. Because if I'm dealing with this, then I need to deal with love language, the things that touches the emotions. Yes, that is another dangerous thing. That causes problems in friendships between boss and subordinates, between courting couples or married couples. All kinds of relations. Because there are people, no matter what you do for them, because it is not their love language, they've not seen it, they don't appreciate it, but you are killing yourself. Going the extra mile. You think you are doing your best. But the person's love language is you spending time with her. And telling her, oh, your hair is beautiful. I love you. Words of affirmation. So by heaven and earth. Then you see that you become angry. And then you don't want to mind her. Then the thing aggravates. Because you are not studying to notice that that person's love language is words of affirmation that attaches. So you don't need to buy. Some people tell you, oh, just something little. Oh, but you are the best. Hey, this food you cook, Charlie, you are the best. One naneno. You've touched the emotions of the person. Have you seen that you have parent too? But some foolish boy be somewhere. Just took you out for a small date and bought you a more ambing fried rice. And because of that, you love that person more than your parents. Have you not, not noticed? On your birthday, between that friend who bought you a more ambing you know, and your parents, who has been paying the school fees, who have been spending much more money on you, but because that guy touched your emotions by that one act, you value that person more than your parents who provide roof over your head. Because the roof is not your love language. And I'm saying that love language is also a learned behavior. It is not set in stone. You can unlearn it. Do you know why? Let me ask all of you, where is your first crush? 
See, when I say some things, you think, oh, what is he saying? Until I bring you home. Where is your first crush? Do you even think about him or her? Don't you even ask yourself, what was wrong with me? Then I mean, what did I see on this person? Cry that I thought this person was Captain Planet. So, if you've been able to uncrash that person, it means that you just learn because of certain likable features that got that got you attracted. You can unlearn it. Every learned behavior can be unlearned. And it has to do with how you have become emotionally intelligent, psychologically intelligent. So if you don't know this aspect of your, you see that people will always, people who are easily emotionally manipulated in psychology are people who have not studied that part of themselves. So you are a guy, a girl cries, no, no, Jimmy, I better. You are a girl. A guy says, oh, if you love me, you do this for me. No, because you, you, you are, you are fickle minded. And that is why I said earlier, when you are single, these are the things, the capacities you build up whilst you are single. So that when somebody comes, when the person stands, you will know this is the compatible person. Because you built it whilst you were single. Do you understand me? The way the person speaks, the way the person responds, you know, this one is not my type. This one, we are not going anywhere. I can maintain you as a distant friend, but we are going nowhere. There are people who came my way. Okay? Well, because I'm, I'm, I was quite spiritual right from secondary school, anybody who came close to me, I'll ask her father, who is this person? God will tell me, this one is a witch, don't mind her. This one, take care as a sister. This one, don't mind her. This one will betray you. He will tell me. My friendships are defined right from the onset. Okay? But even aside that, I sit back and I study people. For instance, I watch how people relate to other people or speak when somebody owes them money. The way you behave when somebody owes you money. I know that I walk. I watch how people talk about money. Money too. What that they give to offerings. And I see somebody insulting a church that they are taking tight. I watch how people what somebody responds to the authority figure in their lives, even if they have some at all. Ladies, guys, never get involved in a person who does not have an authority figure they respond to. That person will kill you and there will be nobody. You see that pastor that killed somebody's daughter in recently? He has no authority figure in his life. If you have a, such a person and the person is misbehaving, who will you talk to to talk to the person? If that person does not have an authority, a pastor that can call him to book. 
You marry somebody who doesn't have a pastor or respect a pastor. You are dead. The person will kill you. The person will abuse you. If you bring your parents, you will abuse your parents. So, basic things you watch out for. You build a capacity whilst you are single. When a person comes, you ask the person, what is your relationship with you and water? You see that every day the person is new sent. No relationship with him and water. You won't change that person. You have you changed yourself. You can't change the person. What's the person's relationship with money? If the person is stingy, you will not make the person a giver. How do you know that? How does a person spend money during festive occasions? Waster? Prodigal or frugal? If the person is prodigal, you won't change the person. And there are people who are too frugal too. There are some of you sitting here like that. You have saved. When, when you put your hand in your pocket, your hand knows which one is 5 CD. Which one is 1 CD. Which one is 20. And what, Your hands, they have eyes. You don't look into the wallet. Oh. Your hands knows. You know. You are better. No, this one not spirit of the same. That devil. That uh, uh, you are better. And they take into a relationship, and the trouble is aggravated. Watch out. As a person, build capacity. If you build capacity, you'll be able to know the warning signs. There are people who are called wasters of time. They don't know what they are looking for. Today they are with you and they are expressing all manner of affection to you. As soon as you turn your back, they are expressing the same affection to somebody else. There are many guys who express love to 20 girls in a church. And you are breaking the heart of the daughters of Zion and causing pain and bitterness. Is it three years ago? I came back from one of my waitings and I took people to Pantine. Two years ago, instead, Pantine to give them food. And then one of the wardens took us around to a particular ward. And that ward, that ward is only women. It's a ladies' ward. And the people who are admitted there are people who are there only because of broken hearts. There are plenty beautiful women. You see that Bible, somebody sitting quietly staring at the Why is it watching? I remember when a guy said that to two of our people said, How? Just broken heart. And why is are touching? You don't know that when you joke with somebody, the seat of the personality is messed up with. Because the soul is made up of the will the emotions and the mind. So you joke. It's not heart matter. We erroneously we call it broken heart, but it's not a broken heart. It's broken emotions. 
and broken minds. The heart is the seat of your spirit. It is most of you typically don't enter a relationship with your heart. What is your spirit? Who you are? You enter with the wires. That's why the wires are typically cut. When we say the wires, we are not talking about your logic. We're talking about your emotions. So you saw the girl. One of your love languages, a woman with a big bottles. Ube chichari and ask the bear chichinga. Some of you guys, it's a woman with big breasts. Some of you guys, it's a woman with small breasts. You will empty your bank account for that girl right now. And uh, ladies who know that, that's why some of them are going for enhancement. No, I call that, I say, what's the name? Sources. No, sauce, like uh, tomato sauce and things. Oh, check the internet. Because he, he has seen that a certain foolish guy likes a girl with big bottles. The woman, forgive me, but the guys with that uh, attraction, what are you going to use it for? Let me go and ask the people here. The big bottles, no, what is it for? Tree, what is it for? Mohammed, what is it for? Admiration. Delali, what is it for? Side attraction. I am not saying that attraction should be ignored. But I'm saying that if that is what is defining your love language, you are going to have a problem. Because beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful. The person may have a charm today. But as the person ages and situations, the person may lose a charm. Whatever defines a relationship aside agape will end up in a breakup. I know you don't like, you think I'm speaking too spiritual. No, I'm, spe- I'm speaking very practical and I'm going to explain. Agape is the kind of love you have for somebody just because of God said and the leading of God. Every other type of love that is based on what the person, what benefits you can derive from the person today is dangerous because a time will come. Situations may change and the person may not be able to offer that benefit. As soon as that happens, you will see that resentment sets in. Having you had even common friends who have withdrawn from you because you were of no benefit to them anymore? When you lost your job, you lost friends. When you lost your money, you lost friends. So, when somebody loves you because of your present good state, that person doesn't like you. It is called uh, filios. A love based on 
certain situations or likable features. And that one, we don't enter into any relationship with it. Because it will change. That is why most of you will marry uh, Atiyah Donko. When she gives birth and she becomes Yokozuna, your love disappears. It was never love. If you hear any man of God, I know some men of God have said it, that love is not enough. Tell them that what they are referring to as love is never love in the first place. Because the love of God is enough. Look at the attributes of love in 1 Corinthians and tell me it's not in love. Love, God's kind of, it never gives up. It's not puffed up. Does not want its own. So, such a, that's why when people come and do premarital counseling, I tell them, remove the word love from there in that, uh, put it there for me, 1 Corinthians 13. I tell them, remove the word love and put your name. You will see that it's enough. And love is not blind. That kind of love, agape, is not blind. It sees and corrects. Foolishness, what you call filius, is blind. It doesn't see, it is easily offended. Agape is not easily offended. Agape knows that oxen must pull and it will pull. But you can teach oxen not to pull anywhere. Love suffers long. So you remove love from there. This is agape. And put your name there. When you notice that, mm, I don't suffer long. My fuses are short. I don't have tolerance level. And the Bible doesn't use tolerance. How many of you have seen tolerance in the Bible? He uses self-control. And suffer long. What's the meaning of suffer, uh, long suffering? Ah. Uh, Because that suffering has a hope. And hope does not make us shame. You don't understand it. Eh? You don't understand it. This is how it works. Jesus has saved you. And he is suffering long in your present weakness. Because a day is coming. He knows that his spirit will change you. And that hope. It's not based on your ability. It is based on the workings of the Spirit of God. When you meet, Many years ago, when I was a student, and I never do that. I think I've done it recently, only once, and I'll never do it again. I don't confirm people's relationship. If you come and tell me that, man of God, this man can you confirm? I'm not going to confirm anything. If you bring Satan's brother, I'll bless you. If you bring Delilah's great-grandchild, I will bless you. You said, God said. I'm not going to help you hear God's voice in that area. Sunday when I come and I say, may your ears be open. I mean that prayer because I want you to hear yourself so that you don't come and worry me. If you bring somebody that God has not chosen, me, as you say, it's not the person that you come and insult me. 
I don't want any insults. Don't come and insult me. Love suffers long. I was there. When this guy came to me and said, man of God, I want to date this particular lady. Can you pray for me? I want to know. This person pestered me. I said, this I don't do. So I said, okay, let me break my rule and do it once. So that night I went. I went to sit under my mango tree praying. Father, this person. Then God said, showed me. I saw a huge rock. And in a rock, I saw gold. So it was, in the trust, it was mixed, like attached. And God said, this is the lady. The lady is such great gold potential. But is the guy ready to break the rock and put her through fire and get the pure gold out of her? Tell him, if he is not ready, he should leave my daughter alone. I'll give her somebody who will go through that. I went to tell the guy. Because, oh, I can do it. Three months. Heart bro- uh, bro- uh, he broke the relationship. Now, most of you guys like that. Oh, I can't change her. I love her. You are lying. You are a liar. You are infatuated by the ship. But you have not entered her intellect to find out whether you jive. You've seen her big breast. You feel like squeezing it. You say what? You've seen her square jaw with sideburns. You want to be running your hands through it so you think that is love. You saw his picture where he was not wearing a shirt and you saw the pack and you saw, wow, this is not one bag. I should talk about height. He has money. His money will not translate to love. Even if your love language is receiving money. As a joke is told of a couple, a man trying to make love to his wife. He said, I've touched you, I've done everything. Why are you not getting aroused? He said, the only thing that makes me aroused is money. When you put it in my hand, no, I'll be very aroused. Even if money is what your love language is, it won't build a marriage. Because money will not be there all the time. Another thing about love language is that sometimes the way we expect it is not how we give it. There is a different language in how we expect to be treated. But the way we give it is different. And we don't take into consideration what the person is also expecting in how to receive. 
And so you are giving it the way you want, the way me, this is how I express my love. So there are some of you, the lady wants love language is maybe taking you, you taking her out. But you, your love language is spending time here in the room. Eh, me, I don't like going on. That's how I am. Masa. No oxen. If you want an oxen, take the oxen out. The productivity of the oxen is in taking it out to the field. Take that lady out. You see, these things I'm teaching you, if you do not build this mindset whilst you are single, when you enter the relationship before they become a reality to you, they will become an annoying reality. And you want to seek to break it. Meanwhile, it's not God's intention to break it. It's not that God says it, is not, it won't work. It will work. You are not ready to do the hard work. There is no body that comes readily made. When I met my, my wife, for instance, I had never dated anybody before. Most of the fight was caused by me. My lack of understanding. One day God warned me, understand the heart of a woman. Because when she comes to tell me something, I say like, Ah, why, 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 why do you talk like that? Don't you have common sense to talk to do this? Day? Then she get angry and she will draw. Why do you talk to me like that? I said, Master. Now go and tell God, Father, me there, take this person away and let me be free. God said, I'm not taking her away. You will learn patience. One day I come, I complain to God. God said, I've told you several times. He told me. He said, Kingsley, I don't care about your comfort in this relationship. I care about my purpose. Because when your comfort is not met, no, we are not comparing well. No, it's not about you. It's about the purpose of God. She's a suitable help to accomplish a purpose, not to bring comfort. When the purpose is accomplished, the, pep, the comfort becomes an added advantage. You go to school to get a certificate that you are a bachelor. The reason why you are paying school fees is not to get a, a spouse. But whilst you are schooling, you may get the added advantage of scoring a good spouse there. I like the way you are clearing your throat. What is the time? Why is the time flying so much? Hey, I've not even touched the actual thing. I just was addressing a question. Second question. Why in the Bible does it say no sex before marriage? And that sex is meant for married people. And also, why can't I kiss my partner? 
Who has an added question? A follow-up question? Okay, you want to ask for someone else? Ask me. Oh, Charlie. All these things, I didn't talk about them. And then this one too. Yay. Can you cuddle? Can you kiss? Can you cuddle while squatting? Can you press press? Can you... I have one simple answer. Can you sleep over? I have one simple answer. Can you lay hands? Can you do ministrations? Are you a pastor? Are you a prophet? Are you an apostle? I have only one. Ruth, what is my simple answer? When you held the person, did you feel the Holy Spirit or you felt something else? Number one. Number two, let's follow the sequence. If somebody opens the door, will you be bold to continue what you are doing? Because what is not a sin? Once you open the door, so when you have put your mouth there, because you have watched American shows, and their culture is very uh, steeped into fornication and promiscuity, they've 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 normalized sex. I remember one of our people went to work in South Africa. Okay, and she was in a hostel. But she was working for a full company. Every Friday, she would send me a message. Apostle, pray for me. I need to come back to Ghana. I said, why? He said, everybody in my hostel is having sex right now. So sometimes, I want to get my boyfriend. When I come to Ghana and I catch him, eh? One day, she came to Ghana for some few days. When she was leaving, she called me and said, what I did to my guy, but the guy is disciplined. No. He said, I begged him, sir. He didn't mind me. He said that, what if I get pregnant? It will become a disgrace. The thing is this. All of us, our problem is self-control. And don't give it an excuse. Do you understand me? Don't give it an excuse. One of the things you do whilst you are single, I said it earlier, build self-control. Because whether you like it or not, when you start the relationship, you will face sexual temptations. It is real. It is not um, whether you pray 12 hours a day and you read the Bible 12 hours and you, you are fellowshipping. You can finish doing powerful ministry and give word of knowledge and word of prophecy and lay hands right after you see that the body is so strong. Something inside so strong. Do it do me wrong, so wrong. You thought that my pride was gone. Oh no. 
And that something inside so strong is not the Holy Ghost. It is an anointing you received from your mother's womb. Called hormones. It is the reason why you get attracted to the opposite sex. If it was not there, there is no way you want to be with somebody. You understand me? So separate, be, be intelligent in that way and know that when your hormones are raging, it is not love. Do you understand me? When your hormones are raging, it's not love. It is, it is a biological mechanism. It makes you know that you are a human being. It makes you know that you live in flesh and blood. Do you understand me? But God has given you self-control. If you don't learn how to build it, let me tell you, you disgrace yourself every day. And most of you are giving yourself over. So when you wake up in the morning, for instance, you see that the sexual image is so strong. And you don't have anything to... Some of you will cry. Some of you will speak in tongues after speaking in tongues is still there. It's not because um, God is hearing your prayer. But after the prayer, there are physical things you must do. You must go into the well and tell the well and use your, your will powered by your spirit to tell your emotions. Master, keep quiet. It's not time. It's simple. Like, when you are in class or you are doing something and you are very hungry, do you get out of the classroom or the lecture and go in? Some of you do. And it, some, what we call something nature call. Right? No matter where you are, you can be having the sweetest dream. The only dream that comes to pass so quickly by the time you wake up is when you dream that you are peeing. No matter how sweet that dream is, wake up. Do you hear me? Yes, I'll be good. You must support all. But aside those two things, uh, using the loo and all that, other nature calls are right under our purview to control. Any hunger, sex, thirst for water. Okay, when you notice that you cannot control it, it means a demon of lust has taken over. And it goes beyond that. Um, when you notice that you have an unfettered craving for shoe, for earrings, for something dresses, it's still the same spirit of lust. It makes you lust after material things. It's the same spirit. Deal with it. Do you understand me? If you are here and you wake up in the morning as a lady four or five times a week, you are on heat. It's normal. But control the heat. Tune it. Don't use that heat to burn some sun.
earth. Any questions? My time is gone. I can't go into... I wanted to give you single, married, courting. I spent the whole time reading a scripture. Forgive me. Any question? Oh, people told me you had questions, so I really wanted to answer. Yes, please, feel free. It may not be anything I've touched on, but you came with it, okay, because of what? Please ask. Please give him a microphone so that... Thank you. So let's say you're a female and you have a male friend and vice versa. And let's say you're in a friendly relationship with a person. But you realize that the person adds value to you. It is real. There's a situation of being confused. It happens all the time. So... Let me give you, yeah. let me add on to the question. As among students or among workers who have been put into a group work, you hear the question, please increase your. Amen. Thank you. So, um, to repeat the question so if you have a male friend and you're a female, you have a male friend, and you're a female, you're a male, you have a female friend, yes, so vice versa, and you are in a friendly relationship with a person. Right, but you realize that the person adds value to you. There's a tendency of being confused as to whether that person may be your soulmate or not. So what's the best way to try and prevent yourself from one falling into a pothole you never want to fall into or identifying yourself with someone who might not help you in the near future? Clap Amen. for him. Powerful question. I love the question. This, this scenario you created, okay, or you upon which you are asking the question, has played out in churches, played out in schools, university, played out in company. The simple rule is this. I want you all to know that anyone you spend time with, before you have a certain kind of attraction with the person. Please know this. It's natural. Your worst enemy in the opposite sex, let me put you in a room for one day. After three hours, you'll be friends. After the next three hours, the first, I watched it, subsequently, the first big brother they did, and we had one Ghanaian guy, what's his name? We all watched it. You see what they started doing? Strangers from different parts of Africa. You see what happened? And I hear now, people have sex in big brother. Strangers, people who have, who are in a relationship, and they go there, and they they know that there's TV camera on them, they don't care, they still do it, and come and break up with you. All right. So, in answering that question, the first rule I want that's why I said, whilst you are single, understand certain basic things about the the human body. You have to be intelligent about what the human body is made up of, right? Your body. I didn't talk about the body today, but the body has its mechanism like hormones and things that rage every now and then. Okay? Then you there is this the immaterial side, your soul, made up of the three aspects I spoke, and then your spirit. You must know the personalities or the, the mechanisms in how all these three aspects of what makes up a human being operate so that you can be able to 
distinguish and respond rightly to what you are feeling at every point in time, right? Now, you spend time with somebody, whether the person is handsome or not, you start falling, quote-unquote, for the person. And I don't use the word love because it's been abused and used wrongly. But you start having a certain kind of attraction or feeling for the person. It is very natural. That is why I learned that very early when I was in secondary school. So when anybody came close to me, I remember I had an encounter whilst I was doing one vacation classes somewhere. I went to this school. All right. Let's welcome the man of God. What's up for Jonathan? Where are you relationships now? Omu here, relationship conscious. Please take your seat. Now, I was in this school, and uh, it was a uh, vacation classes. Now, this lady asked me for um, pen and paper. Pen and paper. I don't know what happened to her. She didn't come to school with those stuff. So, and I had an extra book that I had not used. So I gave her and I gave her a pen. And she had never said hi to me. I had never said hi to me. We've done, we've done the course for like over a month. We don't, but that day she came to sit by me. She was late. And typically when I sit in a classroom, I like to sit in the far back, the corner. So that I can chalk and be watching people. So she came to sit by me because she was late. And this was a very pretty girl that I noticed that two of the teachers there were always interested in her. And she used to dress very in, uh, insufficiently. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. Insufficient dressing. So I, I didn't like her every day. When she sit down, insufficient those things so when I gave her that when we closed the class she came to me and said hey I didn't know you were such a nice person you gave me I said it's just a book and I left her <laughs> the following day she came she came early and the usual spot she used to sit she didn't sit there she came to sit when I came when I was coming to her I noticed that she was sitting where she had sat the following day. And I probably noticed that she noticed that where I... So, I looked at her and then I went to sit at the far corner. Then she got up and came to sit and I said, why? Are you avoiding me? And I said, yes. Then she said, why? I said, because I don't like the way you dress and you don't look decent. I said, oh! That's mean thing to say. I said, but it's the truth. Then she was quiet. So nobody has spoken to me like this before. Why? I said, why are you not a Christian? Don't you go to church? He said, I go. So you dress like this to church. You do have parents. <laughs> My big brother is here. We attended the same school, St. John's Grammar School. He knows me from there. I, I, it's not today. In fact, I have changed. I have changed. He will tell you, I have changed. I used to sack people. If you are a lady, you come and greet me. 
I won't respond. If you repeat the greetings, I will insult you and sack you. That was me. There were only two people that I couldn't sack. <laughs> it's not because I didn't sack. I sacked them, but my insult didn't do anything to them. So I noticed that she everywhere now, as we go, when she comes to class, she'll come and take my bag. If she has a different lesson, when she comes, she'll come to where I'm sitting, she'll take my bag and go and to the class so that when I close, I will not go home before without her. And then by the third week, she started telling everybody that she's my husband, uh, she's my wife. And we had to, the whole thing had to come to an end within a month. And then she started telling me that, oh, because I don't have a phone, she would want to know my house so that she'd be visiting me. So I was like, okay. So the last two days to the end of the, I decided I won't go to school. So I didn't go. Years passed. In 2012, I was in a bank working. It was almost closing time for us to close the door to customers. So I was doing some reconciliation type. My head was down. There was nobody in the banking hall. Then I saw that somebody is like somebody had come to stand me. So I lifted my head. There's a girl. When she saw me, she said, You! <laughs> then said, you left me. I said, I left you for where? He said, but you knew I liked you. I said, you like me for where? <laughs> Do you know me? We went for vacation class and is that how to like somebody? He said, don't behave like a child. Look at him. I see a ring. You are married too. You left me. Do you know how I cried because of you? I met somebody at 37. The person said, he said, those two days you didn't come, this girl disturbed the school. Why? Because I did one innocent kindness. There are some of you sitting here that fell in love, quote unquote, innocently by helping somebody academically. Or somebody broke up and was going through an emotional trauma. And the persons, by talking to you, you became close. Then you think you are in a relationship. I tell my pastors here during every most Tuesdays that one of the occupational hazards of a pastor is our counseling sessions. The people we counsel oftentimes fall in love with us. One day I was praying in there, God said, divorce yourself from the people who are falling in love with you. Do you understand me? I am saying, in answering to your question, that I want you to understand that everyone that you start spending a lot of time with, you will develop a natural affection. It does not mean the, pe- the word you use is soulmate. No. If you like, go to Pakistan, Hindustan, those places that you never dreamed that you fall in love with any girl there. Right? 
and start working alongside one person and the person start doing good to you and start treating you now you will see a natural affection as your sister dear abroad you understand me now the question is what must you do first of all detach yourself from the scenario and ask yourself realistic questions number one what is happening to me the problem is that i said something earlier on in my presentation when something is bent into your emotions it is difficult to detach how does things get bent into your emotion it happens when you place value on the emotional benefits you are receiving or when you place an emotional pain on the head that was done that is how you get angry at somebody and you don't want to forgive because the thing has been bent into your emotions it's not a will factor neither is it an intellectual factor it's an emotional factor it's not spiritual that is why you can pray about it and still be crying after many days because you've not dealt with the emotional roots so you turn the prayer to heal the emotions and detach yourself and an emotion that is detached but not rerouted will still come back to factory settings so you replace that bad emotions with a positive one if you don't replace it you will gravitate towards the person again how many of you still think about your ex a lot please be sincere you don't have some chi you have some The guns have a proverb. Lie, Momo. It's worth a lie. Someone say what else? Old firewood bears better than new firewood. <laughs> There's another one. Lie, Momo. Catches fire quickly. The, the thing is that first of all define sorry third define every relationship define every relationship this one is a work colleague this one we are doing something i understand that there will be a natural affection but this one is not mine if it becomes worse when you are already searching for a person and the person begins to check certain boxes. What must you do? Still, go through the same reality checks. Take yourself out and ask yourself, who is this person? Who am I? Where am I going? And where is this person going? Try as much as possible to ask 
intellectual intellectually realistic questions for instance what is the kind of man you are looking for the person may lie but you can pick truth out of the slip of tongues I learned this new term recently. What is your body count? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? You don't know. How many people have you dated or slept with? Slept with? Some of you, when you hear that answer, we need to better tell. It is one of the reality checks. When the person tells the oh, I've been with five girl, uh, guys. That thing that you thought was love, it will dissipate with the speed of light. It will dry up. That is why some people lie. Do you understand me? So f- define the relationship. Ask important questions. And please be patient to do investigations. Let different scenarios play out. Don't tempt the person by, some, some people say, let me test by provoking the person to see how she reacts to that. Hour. No. There are people who are good at passing lie detector tests. Have I answered you? Yes, please. I want to just yes. maybe add continue. So I realize that sometimes too, in these little situations, scenarios, the kinds of conversations you have with that individual Thank you. can cause you to sometimes make certain inactions you thought you would. So uh, if you if you drink wifely soups, you will fall in love in a wifely way. When you start receiving unsolicited gifts, yes. if you don't know how to say no those things will seem to uh, 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 cement the relationship. The fact that somebody is bringing, buying you, for instance, this lady I was talking about, okay, she'll go for break and buy me lunch and I'll reject it. She'll come back, she'll be coming to school in the morning and she's packed biscuits, chocolate biscuits, different kinds of... You could see that if he if he had there, oh, a more left. So she would pack stuff, beverages and things, and bring it. And the thing with me is that the way to my heart is not through my stomach. You can't use food to fool my mind. Do you understand me? Ask my wife. Meet me at to be. This is my mind. When I go to party, have you? How many times do you see me eat party food even here? Ask the people; they will come and put it in my fridge. It could be not because I, I suspect the food or anything, but food. I have a certain relationship with food. Food does not rule me; I rule it. Gift does not rule me. I reject gifts easily. 
even to extent of money. People bring me money. I'll touch it. I'll God bless you. Take it. I've received it. I've given it back to you. I'll be I can dash my money. You dash it to me. It's mine. I'm also dashing you. I do that all the time. You understand me? Because, like I said, if you are building yourself in a certain way, not just spiritually, but intellectually, you become self-disciplined. And that is the key word I've been looking for. Self-discipline. To be able to define. It's not every gift. Sometimes the lady, and ladies are like, especially ladies know how to get what, they are go-getters. They know how to get what they are looking for. A lady can play, you don't know you are being played. Yes. Most of you guys think that you are the one falling in love. No. It is the vice versa. You are being played to fall in love. They know how what messages to send to you and, and, and you think that all the ladies here, they, start, they started learning when they were toddlers. That's what prophet for call witchcraft. They can seduce you. You think that you are the one for oh, when well, you're an angel or oh, oh, play. Oh. They can ask you, have you eaten tomorrow? <laughs> Christine, ally. Yes. Look, from, for, uh, for an average guy, any lady that wants you can get you right now. For an average guy. For an average guy. Any lady here who wants you, easy cry. <laughs> if you drive, they will intentionally go and stand somewhere and pretend as if they are stranded and as if they have not seen you. And but the opposition yourself said that you will see them, but they maybe they are busy on the phone. Oh. They know where you eat, what food you eat, like what shoes you like. You buy me shoes, I take it, I pray over it, I give it out to somebody. I used to receive them plenty. So that lady, she bring the thing. Sometimes I reject. Sometimes I know that okay, if I obey yet drama, I put it down. I'll push it to somebody else. I'm not going to eat your food. I will not eat your food. I will not drink your water. I will not wear it. I may be in need of that shoe. I will never wear it. It's called self-discipline. I shared a story. This one is not even a relationship matter. I was in the bank. We are closing. Somebody brought a huge gift to me. In the bank, my spirit got angry. I, he's an elderly man. I sucked him with his gift. My colleagues were, oh, Kingsley, why? I said, shut up. Leave here. When the person left, everybody was looking at me. Why? I forgot about the matter. I went. When I got home that evening, I, was, I took off my shoe. and said, Father, thank you for God. The Holy Spirit said, if you had taken it, that would have been your end. Like, you don't get home. This guy that came is not a human being. He was sent. Some of you, you crave for human attention so much. Chocolate, ubeje. 
anything you want to the point that when somebody doesn't show do you good then you are sad avoid certain conversations keep things professional do you understand me we are all human beings we let me tell you sorry that i've been using you a lot okay let me tell you aside the physical body makeup we are essentially the same what is good for the goose what attracts the goose is this like that too they say women get attracted by sounds of words and guys by sight ask her whether what she sees she doesn't know what is a beautiful thing The things I really want to say, my time is gone. I'm ashamed. The things I've written here, the things I've written here, it's paining me. Somebody told me the last time that I didn't finish that one down, so I said I'll do part two. We should do that then. Now on to hmm. because you see, I want to address sex, sex, because friendship with benefits has become sex in the workplace, in the hostels. People are having orgies. You don't know why. You, you thought you were some strict stance Christian, but you found yourself into it because you never dealt with those emotions when they were playing out in your mind. Some of you, your minds are fertile. Your daydreams are dangerous. Your daydreams are dangerous. You see a married couple, you are just imagining all manner of things they've been doing. Tell me I'm telling lies. So you, you travel into realms your mind should not go. And then you open the doors. And then I keep saying, Satan does not bring sin. Sin is born out of a marriage between your desire and Satan's opportunity. Let no one who is led astray be said that God has led him astray. For every man is led astray by their own desire. So you bring the desire. Satan noticed that, hey, sad girl away, they be out on a man now shining on a man now shining no Satan knows that you've been watching this gentleman on a man now shining nine till shining nine two. Oh, share the veins on his hand. Hey, Charlie, the hair on his hand and the veins on his hand. The ladies know. You see, ladies, have you seen how naive the guys are? They don't know that you have been checking out on the veins on their hands. Tell me you don't check out veins. You you see, do you know that your veins are uh, a, your vein is a, this thing? Somebody is wondering how do you know? But Holy Ghost, I'm a married man. Why do you, what do you think? Your veins are important statistics. Amanda, I lie. It's true. 
Amy, am I telling lies? Because I didn't you know. You never knew. You are just walking, John, 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 John. You didn't know. There are many things you don't know. That's why my, my mom used to say, you don't know Ande. You say what? You want to know. They should tell you the, the things they look out for. Not now. I'll meet them. I'm going to meet the ladies alone. Actually, good, good. Bishop, let me close here. Because I'm going to meet only guys and uh, I'll continue, I'll break what, what I must say to the guys. What I must say to everybody, I'll break it in those things to the guys alone. And then, oh please, I know I didn't touch on my subject, but have you, I, I hope I've not wasted your time. Have you learned something? So please, one of um, the people online says, because of the corona season where we are not allowed to go out on dates, is dating, going out on a date for, with someone from a dating site, is that okay? Please, remember my preamble. My preamble says that there are things that is world culture. And there are things that is kingdom culture. Dating sites. Yes, there have been success stories. But like Paul say, I have not received an instruction from God. This is my opinion. So what I'm going to say, okay, even though I say I'm speaking on what God has dictated, what I'm going to say is my opinion. Do you understand me? I've not received um, specific instructions. But let me tell you something. The person, the people that you can see physically, that one self. You don't know that they are checking your veins. And your fingernails. And even your toes. How your toes look like. It communicates certain statistics to them. You don't know that how your toes look like. Give certain information. And I'm a boy. Yes, Corona has come to change many things. All right. Now, I will beg you. This is my opinion. And this is my counsel as somebody that has received the Spirit of God and God is teaching, I'll tell you, avoid certain troubles. Do you hear me? If you want to, I said something in my preamble, in Christianity, in the kingdom of God, we don't date. We court. That alone should answer you. Because the idea of dating is that you are taking the person out on a certain romantic outing. To, to investigate whether it will work out between us. Is that not so? So it is invariably a trial and error thing. In Christianity, oh, this is one of the things I really wanted to address, how to choose. Alright? As a child of God, I kept saying that in your single state, you prepare yourself. Do you understand me? Many things, intellectually, spiritually, emotionally prepare yourself build your capacity 
all right and then by building that you will know the times and seasons allotted for you it's not about age but the season you will know that mm, it is time the spirit of the lord will prompt you now when that time comes father lead me now in that leading this is how god does it it's not every day you will hear or have a dream because i keep telling people anybody that you put your eye on as a potential you will dream for confirmation satan will give you confirmation your mind will give you. dreams have three sources god your own mind and satan God will not give you a, a manipulative dream. Because I've seen people who have come to me with five different girls. All they receive all in a dream. Is God confused? He's not the author of confusion. And for the mind, it works the same way. Once you put your mind, you suspect somebody, you suspect that this person is a witch, you will dream to confirm. You suspect that this person is your husband. You dream, even if the person is married, if the girl is dating, and you start having a certain affection, you will take that you you have a dream, you're having a very beautiful wedding. The Bible says many people, he said, dreams is by the uh, the, the thinking on the many businesses of the day. That's what you take to the dream. So what you meditate on, your mind will paint pictures. If your mind doesn't paint pictures, Satan will set a trap. Know that okay, get guy way. And oh, meet me the way Create a scenario. You will meet And your spirit will feel the word that you people use, the fake peace. I prayed about it and I found peace. And the peace disappears in three weeks. And then say, oh, because you, oh, I wanted to talk about warning signs. When in the choosing time, not even in the courtship. So, my answer, first of all, avoid dating sites. Okay? It doesn't mean that you cannot meet somebody on the internet who is also a Christian. I, I gave a word to somebody. I gave a word to somebody and and I told the person that next year by this time, I see that you are getting married. In the course of the year, somebody came. Apparently, another person had given the person a word and given the person the name of the supposed husband. So he came to me and said, oh, somebody is approaching, but the person does not have this name. That's this person. Prof. I, said, I was talking to him because said, the person that has come is the one. You should forget about the name that was given to him. So I explained spiritually. Then I said, ah, but even this person, he has been monitoring you for a long time on the internet. He has been monitoring you uh, for a long time. So when, so you go and bring the person. The person came. And I said, have you been monitoring? He said, yes, it's true. You've been monitoring, you've been praying with a group of your friends, of your said, Yes, it's true. And they are married today. 
and they are doing very well. Do you understand me? I don't set certain rules, but I'm saying that avoid complications. Do you understand me? Don't put yourself out there. This lady didn't go out there looking for a partner on the internet. And it wasn't a dating. When the person who was praying noticed, said God spoke to him that it is time. Spoke to him, and he approached the look. And he didn't come and deceive. When she came, like I said earlier, I don't like to confirm. By the way, she, she doesn't attend church here. I said, okay. I pray God said, it's the one. But I didn't even tell her it's the one. I said, you go and bring him. Because I'm very careful. Mo. You go and insult me right now if it doesn't work out. Eh, I wasn't prophesying. He's a fake prophet. Must should you use dating site? My answer is no. But keep doing what you are doing. Right? In this modern day, the internet has come to stay. People do multi-million dollar business on the internet. It's likely somebody can locate somebody. You can also locate somebody. But when you locate, pray. Don't go out on a date. Because out of a date, people have been raped. People have been dragged and raped. Avoid it. Guys, don't do it. If you see a lady you like, pray. The kingdom way is pray. And then in prayer, also do analysis, investigations. Ask questions. Do you hear me? Don't jump because you see the person. What if the person is dating? What if the person is married but projects herself as single on the internet? Do, do, do you understand me? There's so many things. So be careful with internet. Always avoid some things. You can chat. You can be friends. There are many people. All of us, we have people, Facebook friends that we don't know physically. Is that not so? You can chat. But if you are interested in somebody, Pray. Seek the help of your pastors, your shepherds. Don't hide in your corner and do some... Let me bring my popular statement. If you go and catch any bird, you go and catch... Give me the name, a name of any bird. You go and catch Okpo and you defend that the Okpo before you come and tell me that Abosan... Oh, I, I found this bed. What kind of bed it is? I'll tell you it's Bola bed. It is happy to pray. You see the bed. Before you go and catch it, come and ask. That one, I'll pray with you. And I know what prayer to pray. I may not tell you what God tell me, but I'll, you will get the answer. There are people who come to me. By the time the whole prayer is like, oh, I was on. I'm not interested anymore. I know why you are not interested anymore. I told God to end it in you and so. I told God, say, Father, this foolishness. You know that Satan is trapping this person. My name is in you so. But the Bible says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict you. So I pray that prayer. Because if I tell you anything, you will insult me. Man of God, people have insulted me. Most of you students, having to hear insult against me from my chassis, that me, I break up relationships. That's, the, that's our agenda, to break up relations. I remember one time I went to campus 
one of the hostel owners called me to come and pray. I think one badge was about to graduate. When I, I finished praying, I was just moving on. Somebody said, Are you spirit? I said, Yes, I'm spirit. You told your my girlfriend that she shouldn't spend time with me, eh? I said back, I said, What's your name? Do you attend case? I said, No. But he came to tell me that eh, she's spending time with God. You said, I said, Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I see your girlfriend. I see her. She has serious temper. I didn't know that girl, but God just showed me. And I saw that they were again. I said, she has temper. Temp- serious temper. He said, yes, it's true. Hey, cry. I said, wait, hold on. I said, you. You marry her. Will you marry her? He was quiet. He said, as I'm speaking to you, the church you attend, you have two girls there that you are talking to. This girl does not even know. Should we continue? Um, you know, I was going to talk to my pastor. You are not going to talk to your pastor. You are a cheat and a liar. If the persons, if this girl's father finds out what you've been doing to her, will you be bold to defend yourself? Uh, man of God, please, I'm sorry. Pray for me. I am not going to pray for you. The next time you see a man of God and you are put the man of God disrespectfully and you did to me, you will not recover for the rest of your life. Go. Leave her alone. This relationship with you and her is over. I don't do that to people. I am a very nice guy. Am I not nice? Ransford, why are you laughing at me? Any further questions? Yes, please. Yes, please. So, please, and um, when you are courting and you're about to get married, and um, I don't know if there's a point where conversations or you know, certain topics would come up. Like, what kind of boundaries do you put in place to not go too further because you are not yet married and also but to, like, dwell around the topic in a safe way? I love this question. Let's clap for him. Some time ago, I used to say that up to now, I say, I hate long courtships. I hate... I don't like long courtship. Long courtship are problematic. Sometimes I used to say, because when you court, after six months, shyness leave you. Now you want to do body ministrations. You want to... <laughs> Meanwhile, you are not a baker. You want to see how the guy's manhood looks like. Yes, don't don't even dare me to go into matters. I, I've written things that I couldn't go there. Tell me it's not true. You want to see how he looks like in between his boxes. You want to see how it stands. You want to see how, whether it can work. Is that not so? The guy too wants to taste things. There is a natural um, 
I like your word. Let me use it. Even though that's not what I was looking for. There's a natural affinity to experiment that thing. Each uh, opposite sex is attracted to the organs of the other party. Is that not so? And even now, when I check, it's becoming a norm where people are encouraging premarital sex because they don't want to be disappointed on their honeymoon. I, I was shocked. I'm coming to your question, okay? I was shocked when I read something where a, a lady asked on her platform, how many of you guys want to marry a virgin? Every, it was one person that I saw who answered, but I thought being a virgin is a, is a, is a good thing. And over 200 people came to insult him. Every other guy who insulted said, me, marry a virgin for what? What's your name? Susie, what's your name? Comfort. Constance. That was my first reaction to I was very sad. Until somebody explained that um, marrying a, a virgin is too stressful. He said they don't know anything about sex. You have to teach them. When you are now trying to get them to do you skills, they are now trying to... They do. So they want experienced drivers. Not new drivers with a P in front of their car. Having said that, a very good Christian-based relationship should be... The Bible is not shy about sexual topics. And the Bible addresses it. It is good. First, let the word of God define the boundaries. There are, and the boundaries are already there. Do you understand me? It is very possible to have a very intellectually stimulating conversation about sex okay, without fooling. It is so easy and possible. Do you understand me? Because I did it. You ask questions. Like the question I asked about body count. Those times I didn't know the term. Have you slept with somebody before? No. Have you dated before? What, what is the closest thing you've come to sex? Do you, do you have any sexual fantasies? How do you deal with it? Do you understand me? Are we safe? How do you deal with it? You ask those questions. Knowing that you want to know the person. Do you understand me? In my case, we are both greenhorns. Do you understand me? You ask questions. But the, ba the boundary is drawn. And let me tell you something. If you draw a boundary without the fear of God, you will break it easily. Let the fear of God. For me, it was the fear of losing the anointing. Hey! The first day I hugged and there was electricity, I thought God, the Holy Spirit has left me. I went to cry. I went to pray. I cried. And the Holy Spirit said, what are you doing? 
I said, okay, he's here. He's here. He has not gone. And that time I felt it was serious. I felt electricity on my body. First time. I was afraid, but I didn't want to let her go. I said, prayer doesn't stop electricity. Alright, now the deeper form of that sexual conversation should be held on to until you have met a counselor. Have that conversation in front of your counselor. Whether a professional counselor. Now, I don't really like the professional counselors a lot because of what they are also postulating, but meet your spiritual heads and have that conversation in front of the person. For instance, anybody who has done premarital counseling with me know that I don't uh, withhold information. In fact, you do simulation in front of me. What is simulation? You simulate. Are you, are you doing premarital counseling? We are doing relationship seminar. When you want, if you want to know, you come to my chambers. The apostles chamber with your beloved. We'll do all the, uh, counseling. The last topic is sex. We will simulate. You will learn how to squat. How to spread. Information. <laughs> Didn't you want to know? Why are you going now? Eh? Show him. He wants to know. He asked me why. I'm showing small. I'm James Martin. Now he's kneeling down saying we beg. You beg what? You will learn how to do push-ups. 50 push-ups. Do push-up, let me see. I tell people, I tell people, fornication, sex fornication is different from sex in marriage. Sex in marriage is hard work. It's very different from fornication. It's hard work. Fornication is you going to satisfy yourself. Seeking uh, sexual pleasure. Sex or love making in marriage is you going to give pleasure. You are going to serve. That is what that look at how Paul put it. But he said, Your duty is to render affection. It's a service. It's a, a service you are rendering. It's not going to seek your you are not going to wee-wee into somebody. She's not a chamber pot. Now you understand it. You beg. You are lucky time went by. Let me show you my topics. For the married. This one was for the married people. When you come back from work and she's tired, what must you do? Uh, You are tired and she wants to do it. What must you do? What would you do? You say what? What's your name? What is your name? Imano. Imano, what will you do? 
You do it. How? Because when you are tired, let me tell you, the male organ does not have bones. The erections you have, you take it for granted. But there's one thing having an erection, one thing sustaining it. To have sex. Do you understand me? He said what? Who, who, what did he say? Do you understand me? Yeah. And averagely, it takes seven minutes for a woman to be aroused and peaked. Try and do push up for five minutes. You are not fit. That is why I tell if you are a young man here, you are not married. That morning erection you face, don't joke with it. It is a measure of how healthy you are. Number two, I'm going to do something. Don't laugh. Try it. When you finish bathing, try and push one of your fingers into your anus. If your hand enters your anus room, you are very weak. You have a sickness. You cannot sustain an erection. For the guys... Don't worry, I'll come to the ladies. Don't worry. Do you hear me? One of the is natural means your 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 butthole should be tight. Your finger should be able to go through. That is a sign of good health. You wake up in the morning between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. You never saw any erection. Masa, you have a big problem. That that erection that erection that a man faces is not sexual. A baby that is born today gets it. It's not sexual. It's hormonal. The baby is not thinking about sex. There are three types of erection a man gets. Any man here will tell you that sometimes you, you are erect before you find another. What's happening down? We have got faced that before. It happens. You, you are not thinking about it. You, it's there. If you check children, they have it. And it's not because they are thinking about anything. You must understand. That's why I said you must understand the human body. It paid me that I, I didn't, I couldn't, my time went before. I should have started at two. And two, you people didn't, at 3.30, you people were not here. Do you understand me? There are things I really want to talk about. Now, let me continue. Okay. Now, when it comes to sex, as soon as you see the girl, no, then your Joe boy is lifting up. It's natural. If you're a lady, you see her, no, you start producing your clothes too. Is that not so? You can't watch relate. How old are you? Have you still seen a guy and start producing okra soup before? Hey. We, are, we are having a heart to heart conversation. You see, let me tell you, this is the reason why most Christians are suffering sexually in their corner. You don't want us to talk the truth. These are things that you are facing, it is your reality. 
stop pretending that you, I, I was preaching somewhere. I said, how many ladies in this week you have never felt sexual before? Then people were relating at it. You are a fake. You are a liar. Some of you from age uh, from age seven, you started knowing things. Stop that. This is the reason why the church, the body of Christ, they call us hypocrites. Because you turn around in your corner, then you are watching porn, you are doing things. These are things that you are going through. Check your body. I tell ladies, if you are a typical lady. Seven days a week. It's only maybe one or two times that you will not feel sexual. The rest of the days you are feeling sexual. Tell me I'm telling lies. Some of you during your menses, you are seriously aroused. Look at the guys. They have opened their mouth. <laughs> Information. <laughs> You say what? You don't hear it. Because we, 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 when was the last time you were, when you were growing up, your parents sat you down and spoke to you about your sexuality? So you learned it from the wrong source. So it's still a taboo. So you too, you grow up, you will give birth and you will not teach your children and they will learn it from the wrong source. They will learn it from Kofi Niyama. They will learn Ma Mene Papa. That's where they will learn it. Me, but the Bible says we should feed you as a pastor with knowledge and understanding about everything. I must teach you the human body. That is why the, the world has taken it and they want to bring it to CST, whatever, whatever, education. Teaching children how to have sex. At, we must be bold to tell them this thing is not called wee-wee. It's called penis. It's called vagina. When I call your nose, you are not shy. When I mention vagina, you are shy. Me, 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 what is your problem? If we, if we take away the, 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 what was the word? The mystery out of it, it, it will become normal. It won't be, then we will not fall prey. Because what we don't know is our ignorance that kills us. If you're a lady, you know that, okay, this is how the human body operates. Then you know how to build boundary. You know, okay, that's what I'm feeling. It's not a demon. It's not lust. It is a feeling, the emotions, that the, the, the hormones that is working at this time. So, I, should, I can avoid men because I know that around this time, if a man starts touching me, I won't say no. You won't say no. No matter how prayerful you are, you won't say no. And there are guys who have studied these things so they know when to get you. And they get you all the time. Do you hear me? What was I even saying? We were about to close. I don't want to go home. I've, I've shot over my time long ago. I'm waiting for Reverend Debbie. Is she coming? Hey, more. Hey, I was talking about the erection. To answer her question. 
come to answer a question. You, you are talking about the three types later. But let me say this in reference to sex. You should know, both male and female, you should know, that the male erection it does not start from the organ. It starts from here. The power of the erection and sustaining it is here. And how healthy your heart is beating. If you are a guy, your food is starch, sugar, starch, sugar. You will not be able to maintain the seven minutes. <laughs> if you are a lady here and you are courting and all you like feeding your guy is sugar things, biscuit, those uh, uh, cake, all those things. The fact that you like those things does not mean you should be feeding. You are killing him. And you are the same person who will complain later in marriage because he will not be able to satisfy you. In marriage, we don't have sex to satisfy ourselves. We have sex to satisfy the other partner. As a lady, you are having sex. You are not having sex to satisfy yourself because ladies enjoy sex more than guys, even though guys tend to like sex more than ladies. Your sex organ is like an open wound. A guy's sex organ is like a skin. Who is having more feelings than the other party? The open wound. (laughs) We have closed. (laughs) Everybody start praying in tongues. Let's close. You see, what is, what is paining me is that these things I'm taking, people, only people are here. When we become popular on air and I say somebody and we are doing like prophetical, you see, people will come and gather and then everything I say will be before. I've been saying these things long ago. You should know the human body. You should know how it operates. You should know. You should know the spectrum upon which uh, every human being lies in the sexual whatever. The dumbbell shape. Where people fall. Not everybody gets that arousal. And there are some people to 24-7 they are aroused. There are people who are sex addicts because of how their emotions, their hormones are built, made up. They can't stay with one person and one person can never satisfy them. There are men and women like that. There are men and women who the whole year, they have never felt, they don't feel arousal. If you marry them, they will have sex with you once in five years. Yes, there are people like that plenty. There are men like that. There are women like that. You see? It's not demonic. It is a problem in the genetic makeup, in the hormones. And there are people, okay, as they are walking around, they have orgasm every five minutes without sex. You don't know? You see how naive you are? 
Thank you. Some are pretending. Know your human body. It's not everything. I, I, I share something, okay? I, there was something I went through when I was in secondary school. It used to embarrass me. Pay attention. It used to embarrass me a lot. I'll pray. I used to pray deep into the night. I'll pray and sleep around 2 a.m. And then I'll sleep thinking that after such five-hour prayer, six-hour prayer, I'll be having angelic encounters. Then I'll have a wet dream. And I've ejaculated on myself. And I will get so angry. I'll wake up, go and stand, praying, binding demons, cast breaking spiritual marriage, cursing. No, when I'm when I'm done, you will understand that. Don't conclude. Because it happens to me on two different occasions. You let me finish. Now, so it went on for like a while. I remember I went for the I went, I took myself to places for deliverance. I went to three churches for deliverance. I remember I went to Mountain of Fire and Miracle Ministries. Dr. Lukoya's church, the Ghana branch. I went there. They have some prayer topics before to deal with those things. When you go, they will read it for you. They will read you one prayer topic. And then you pray with it for five minutes. And then you come back. So the guy read my own for me. And I started praying. Five minutes, I came back. He looked at me. Then he read a second one. I prayed, I came back. He looked at me. He said, sir, please. I was a small boy. He said, please, are you a prophet? I said, why? He said, the way you are praying, it's like you are advanced on this thing. Master, give me the thing. Let me, do you know what I'm going through? So he read the third one. As soon as I started, he said, please, come, come. Go and see the man of God. So I went. The man of God looked at me. started quizzing me. He said, you don't have a problem. Please go. I was so sad. He didn't even pray for me. He didn't lay hands on me. He was like, I said, you, you don't have any problem. Please go. You don't have a problem. Hey, the team paid me. I went to three different places. The last one, they, they prayed for me. I fell down. <laughs> but I didn't stop. One night, I was so sad. I said, I won't pray. I was sitting down. The Holy Spirit said, pray. I said, I won't pray. You have left me. If I have left you, why am I talking to you? Then he started explaining to me what is happening to the human body. What is happening to me? According, I was, when he explained to me, I was like, oh, really? So this is not spiritual. He said, it's not spiritual. It will stop. But focus, it will stop. It won't last forever. After like, is it six months or something? I don't even remember. It, it stopped. I noticed that, okay, I sleep. Those things happen. And then my, the normal dreams I want to have when I finish praying started continuing. Guess what? After like, let's say five years. Five, six years. I was there. When I had another session again. What dream? And I remember what the Holy Spirit thought, told me. So I said, oh, listen, it will stop. So I didn't mind. It will come. I, I didn't even, I couldn't be bothered. Then the Holy Spirit said, I expect you 
to have overcome this thing long ago because can't you see that it's demonic? I said, it's what demonic? The first one that happened to me, he told me it's not. Then he, he showed me. I saw four marine demons in the deep seas. They were carrying me. It's like I was dead. I was like, and they were just playing with me. And he said, is that what I have anointed you to be like? Look at how you are looking like. Destroy them and that night I didn't sleep. Hey, Bible. I released fire. I didn't go for deliverance. I dealt with them myself. And that, that night was the end of it. Up to today. So we don't conclude. As a child of God, we hear the voice of God. He will teach you what is spiritual, what is not spiritual. My brother is here. I don't know whether he will remember. Many years ago, you had a boil on your hand. And it grew. And became very big. You don't remember which hand it is. Yes. And whilst it was growing, I, I think we were in secondary school at the time. And one day I went to pray. I said, Father, why is this? God said, it is not spiritual. Let him go to the hospital. So he went to the hospital. And he told me that the nurses pressed the thing. And the past that came, their fingers, and they even told him that he could not use his fingers anymore. And God said, that statement is a spiritual thing. So they put POP, bandage, normal bandage. Within one week, he started using the finger, the hands. You see, I prayed. God said the boil is not spiritual. But when the nurse told him that, he came back and he told me that the nurse said, if that doesn't take it, he cannot use the hand. No, the Holy Spirit, when he told me the Holy Spirit, no, I deal with it. That statement that is spiritual. Have you seen how God works? There are things that is in the purview of the natural, physical, not necessarily a, a spiritual source. Do you understand me? You deal with it by God's wisdom. But don't conclude. For instance, the way I met my wife, it's not how you meet yours. God spoke to me. I heard. You may not hear like me. Yours may be a leading and, and you may not hear or see dreams or vision. Nobody may even confirm, but it is God leading. Isaac got a wife when his father sent the servant. When the servant got to the place, the servant prayed a simple prayer. Lord, lead me. And the lady came, did this, did this, and said, Father, this is the one. And it went. Have you noticed that of all the patriarchs, it was only Isaac who had only one wife? Because in the scriptures, he was the only one who got his wife through prayer. And he was the only one who prayed for his wife to give birth. Spiritual life prophets, but know how the human body works. The way people are reacting to their sex education, how to cut it. 
you are not ready. You don't want me to talk about things. Valentine had an insertion in the reformation. As if so, Nimshe, Bankwan Kawakimi. Question. Let, let them ask. Oh, you, you don't want us to go home. Hey, somebody call my wife again, okay? Ah, na ke kitu a ebedinti ne acha wa hasa. Me, I'm tired, though. I want to go and sleep. I hope I've not wasted your time. Was it worth it? Have you learned something? Because I've not touched my topic, I feel that I've not done anything. Seriously. No, if I touch it, the topics are heavy. If I touch it, it will be like teasers. Because if I have to talk about how to choose, I have to start from the beginning. The processes you go through. What to do when you are caught in. Okay? What to look out for. How to be real and how to step out of the infatuation stage to reality stages. How to be real without also losing yourself. Okay? If you are a stu- student and you have started, what should we be doing? What should we not be doing? How do we let our parents know? If our parents are opposing it, what should we do? Do you understand me? Cultural differences. Spiritual connotations. God said yes, but the person is a witch. What should I do? Why well, I think it's not possible. Or you've done everything. It's not that you are getting introduced to this and you've noticed that this person or a, or a witch. What should I do? Yes, I'm listening. Yes, Apostle. Um, Apostle, please, you talk a lot about discover who you are or mm-hmm. learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking from the place of a woman. For a man, there, there's a lot of topics there um, and it seems like it's more physical for a man to understand how their sexual orientation is. But when it comes to a woman, how exactly would a woman understand how... It is more simple for you people. Continue your question. I'm listening. You are done. That's a summary. How do you understand your physical, your sexual... Yes. How do you discover yourself and know yourself, especially your sexual orientation, to understand how to sort of keep yourself and... It's basically the the same for the guy. It's very simple, right? All of you, okay? The best thing you do for everybody, okay? I want to repeat it. Okay. Let me answer this so that... I was saying this. To discover yourself, first be sincere. Be sincere with yourself. Be sincere with the word of God. Let's, if you want to really discover yourself, you stop pretense. Don't pretend as if some things don't exist in your life. Do you understand me? Be sincere. Because some of you became sexually active from very early age. Is that not so? Number two, recognize what your body is going through and ask questions. You can ask an elder sister, an elder brother, 
a pastor, typically, because of people are shy, I tell you, your parents should be able to do this thing for you. I know somebody whose sisters sat down, opened her, her, her leg for her, and showed her this is how this works. This is how this works. This is what works. This is, this is what. This is hymen. Look, I've had people, okay, going to get married, a lady going to get married, and I've do you know that that thing that people uh, it has become traditional that a virgin when you sleep with her you must eat blood to prove that it's a very fake and useless way of testing virginity because hymens are not the same. Everybody's hymen is different. There are different types of hymen. There are people whose hymen is totally sealed. There is not a single hole. And there are people who have perforated hymen. And there are people who hymen, it's not even there. It's on the tip of the opening. But there's a big hole. Do you understand me? Now, somebody is going to get married and a hymen is almost a full hole, a full seal with a tiny hole. And then she goes to a gynae. The gynae says, you don't have an opening. So she's scared. She comes to me. She, I said, no, that guy is fooling. I pull my phone and I type into Google the pictures, uh, types of hymen. And I show her, have you seen? You probably like one of these ones, either the full one or this one. Go to a different hospital. Let them check you. They will help you. She goes, uh, the guy checks and confirms. She comes. She's so happy. Do you understand? Ask questions. There are most of you ladies here. You will never visit a guy because you are shy. Mini Fiobo. Meanwhile, when you are going to give birth, you go. Discover yourself. Do you understand me? Find out what is happening to me. Why is that when you are going through your cycle, you are in pain? Do you know what causes the pain? What causes your menstrual cramps? The pain. They say sugar. Okay. What is it? The clot. Thank you. Clap for him. Do you know why the clot causes pain? The, 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 the canal, okay, is like a vein. It's a small thing and only liquid is supposed to pass through. But here's the case. What is coming out from your womb area are clots. Just like kidney stones. Your kidney is not supposed to have to. It's supposed to process liquid. So any solid matter is passing through that small space. It is painful. That is what is causing the pain. So what you need is something that will dissolve the clot. The reason why they will tell you sugar, sugar, is that most of the time the sugar things produces more clots. So it's not the, that don't eat sugar. It is you can eat sugar, but if the thing is uh, soluble, that is, you don't have any pain. So how? First thing, don't pretend. Number two, study, learn, deliberate. Okay. Learn about the physio, the human physio, the physio of the woman. No. And, and, and even though there are textbooks saying every woman is different. 
just like every meal is different. So, when you have learned the general thing, now begin to study yourself. Some of you don't even know your period cycle. You can't calculate. Most of you, it takes you by surprise. Hey, it has come. Hey, I'm going. Some of you, it comes once every three months. You don't know it's a problem. It's a problem. Check it. Some of you, your flow is three days. Some of you, five days. Which one is normal? Which one is not normal? Find out. Alright? I think I've spoken too much. Have I answered you? Uh, the woman, she's not coming. Bring uh, the food. Let's, let's close. Bring the food. Bring the food. As for the cake, cut. Uh, she will cut it tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow is what? Wednesday, we will cut the cake. So let's... let's uh, I hope you have learned something. I pray for you. Oh, I really didn't go into choosing because I know most of you are reaching the age of pairing. Like this, for instance. The guy's coming around you and you see that your body starts shaking. Is that not so? It's natural. I'm not laughing at you. It's natural. Angela's supposed to help you, but she's not helping you. <laughs> because she herself, she has been bouncing people. It is normal. It is normal that at this stage, when you see the guy, they are coming inside. You want to polish your face. Hey, what are you saying? Oh, please, my my name is. What are you saying? Master, time on so Even though it's normal to feel shy and and be very aware of your body, time on so And the time is not about age per se. The time is about a lot of issues, especially for our part, economic issues, all right? Uh, maturity in the mind and the intellect. Most of you are very emotionally unstable. Once more, I love you. Takes your mind to planet One small disagreement. Your world messes up for one year. You are not ready for a relationship. You've not built capacity. Do you understand me? So you relax. When a guy says, I love you, tell him that when I understand it, I'll respond. It's all part of the things I wanted to talk about. Finances. Finances. In, okay, let me talk more about finances in courtship. Two minutes. When you are courting, okay, your money is your money. You don't spend on anybody. You say ought. <laughs> however, however, because you are caught in, in the hopes of money, sit down and have a discussion of the kind of financial regime you want to implement in your marriage setting. 
but in the, during the time you are courting, don't place any financial demands on each other and don't set stringent financial rules except to ensure that you are saving towards the future and don't save together. If you save together, it will bring fight because at that time you don't understand the spending capacity of the other person. Maybe somebody is a spender, you are a saver. By the time you check the bank account, somebody has finished their money there. When I was working in the bank, all the people that came to open joint account after one year came breaking up to close their bank account. Do you understand me? As long as you are not married, you don't owe anybody any financial obligation. Ladies, when you are courting, don't start telling the guy your financial problems. He is not your father nor your ATM. It doesn't mean that sometimes you cannot get assistance once, but don't make it an expectation and a norm. No. Guys, don't spend your money on the ladies during courtship. You have enough married time to spend your money on her. And ladies, same goes for you. You can assist, but don't waste your resources. Let the person build himself or herself. Do you understand me? And don't say, oh, we need to open a bank account. The guy will take care of the home. I will take care of food. Don't necessarily put yourself in that box. There are homes where me, this is what, there are many options, but this is one of the options that I recommend, especially for married couples. I say, somebody earns X amount, somebody earns Y amount. I would say, regard, depending on however, you can bring X minus uh, A or X, uh, X minus A percent. Okay, and then the guy also brings Y minus B percent. You put it in a pool and then you declare this money, this contribution, this amount of my salary I'm bringing, this amount of your salary you are bringing is to take care of food, utility bill. When it comes to school fees, I will pay or you will pay or will contribute to pay. You agree on what works. There are couples who so jive so much that a joint account works perfectly for them. Fine. There are couples who fight over money. When somebody has to give somebody money, they will turn and face the wall and count it. I'll talk about being open, maybe later. How to treat those things. But the key thing is that in certain scenarios, you should hide information. In certain scenarios, financial information, in certain scenarios, don't dare hide. What scenario should you hide and what scenario should you not hide? In a scenario where you find that the other party is just a spender, any money that comes must be spent. That one, try and hide. But don't hide in, with the mindset of doing secret things and building. With, no. Hide in such a way that when the family really needs it, you can bring some to solve the problem. Do you understand me? But don't hide when the other party is as open as you are. Don't hide. Agree to build a home. Because openness is good. 
Alright. Blood group. These are things I was going to talk about when uh, uh, like when you are preparing for marriage. These are all on my thing. In fact, it's not just blood group. There's a whole list of things that I've listed in my you must know your mental status. Are you paying attention? I know you are handling food. Yes. Some some of you walking around, you are mentally you are mentally mental. You are not you are not stable for a relationship. Some of you are mentally unstable for stress. Marriage brings stress. And in that stress, you begin to showcase certain kind of depression and fear and things. So you must do mental checkup. Please, the guy wants to marry you. Let him go and do mental checkup. You to go and do mental checkup. Hmm? Yes. As far as saying like, um, I want you to do a fertility test. Yes. Yeah, especially when you are past certain ages that I don't want any issues. All those... It's important to a certain extent. For instance, let me give you an... I've heard that and it's very true. People do fertilities and I'll tell you to do it. It's better you do it and then you know so that you bring it to church and we'll pray. For instance, if you do fertility test and I notice that somebody has a complication and may have difficulty, I'm not going to say therefore don't marry. As a pastor, I will tell you the options available in God. But if you go to a counselor, the counselor will tell you it's a no area, a no area. Because there are family constraints and they are right. There are some of you, some of the guys, their family will come at you and they will be bringing girls from the village to come and sleep to give birth because they are caught. And it, will, it has its own place. So do fertility tests. And that is why I say lady, okay, if you are a lady and you are getting close to me, there are certain key things I tell the ladies who come to me. Check yourself. Check yourself. Ovarian cyst, fibroids, things that block fallopian tube. Check your diets. Stop eating. Some of the things that you will eat is a exercise. Are you skipping? Do you hear me? Because some, some of the things you suffer, a simple exercise will cure it. It will cure it. Blood group tests. AS and AS. Okay? Many people will tell you should you marry. But I'll tell you that God can do all things. But SS and SS, the answer. Unless heaven speaks, Pastor. AS and is it S? Uh, is it AC? Is it ASAC? Many people tell you it's a no because it's 50 50. But, but I'll tell you, mm, God can do it. All right? AA and AS, fine. AA and SS, fine. Yes, that your children will be ASAS. 
I'll bring the chart one of the days. We'll go through all of them. Okay. And not just even that one. The blood groupings. O, universal donor, but can only receive from O. So that that one too, because sometimes when you're going to give birth, they'll tell you you, um, you need blood transfusion. If you are O and your husband is A, he cannot give you. So you have to go and look for your blood type to come and do. You don't know that when your wife is going to give birth, you have to do, do, donate blood. <laughs> Ole. If they, you don't do the donation, they will not allow your wife there. I am telling you, you are saying, ah, if you don't get somebody to give, donate blood, they won't let you give birth there. The nurses will tell you, Master Kobe, be fro. You're Ghana. You didn't know. Go ahead. They will tell you. There are many things I want to teach you. There are many things. They are there. But maybe I'll consider. Maybe not every month, but uh, maybe every three months. Every quarter. Uh, so that we can address. It's, it's a cultural thing. He's asking, is a reason why adults don't like to talk about it? It's a cultural thing. We, 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 we've, we've put it under taboo. It's like we are shy... African we are too hypocritical. Meanwhile, we give birth more than anybody. Talk about it. It's, it's not a taboo. God created sex. Mm? The boat and nuts were created by God. Every boat needs a nut. That is why gay and lesbian is foolishness. Every man, you only have you are a giver. There is nothing on you apart from your mouth, which is an in- inlet. Everything else, every other opening on your body is an outlet. There is no hole to receive anything. So you cannot tell me that your body is feeling uh, uh, for another man, so you are born like you are a fool. You are demonic, you are demon, you are demon possessed and a fool. I don't know why a government will not put their foot down and say that uh, uh, homosexuality is foolishness and it's, uh, it's not it's, 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 it's criminal. Then you are you are you are you are a lesbian. Then now they say the two hosts. Also for my poem, my poem. I didn't get time to address what I want to address. The Lord bless you and keep you. We are celebrating my wife's birthday. As you are eating the food by your head, I want you to pray two prayers. The, f- the first one is for my wife. The second one I'll tell you if you pray for my wife well. I want you to pray and bless her. That as she celebrates her birthday, God will honor her. Now God will open doors for her. That everything, whatever is not good in my relationship, correct it. Any wrong mindset that I carry, whatever gives the enemy an advantage against my relationship, Father, correct it. And, and 
for those of you who are due for a relationship, you are waiting, you are looking for, forward to getting a life partner. Father, I open up to your choice. Order my steps. Prepare my heart. Make me ready with the right mindset. Any foolishness in me that will destroy any relationship you bring me, Father, approve it. I will ask Apostle Kole to pray and, and bless us and close us. Where empire, empire. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for today. We want to give you praise for what through your vessel have been released and dispersed into the spirit of your people. We ask in agreement that from today, we the people of this house will not only be hearers of this spirit-filled words in Jesus' name, but we will commit ourselves to living and practicing the words that have been delivered to us in the name of Jesus. I declare that we are not ending up as victims of or victims in relationships, but we will live up to expectations according to your word. I pray in the name of Jesus that we have benefited, I declare, that we have benefited from these teachings in the name of Jesus. And I declare that anyone at the sound of the voice of your servant who had any issue in any kind of relationship is relieved and delivered in the name of Jesus. I pray for your covering. Thank you for this season. Let this, this be the beginning of good things to come. We thank you that as we are preparing to live here, you are with us. Thank you, Jesus. Keep blessing us with your presence and with everything that we need. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed.